G'day everybody, welcome to Saturday Night Live. It is Saturday Night Live. How are you, mate? You good? Oh, I'm pretty good, and yourself? Oh, just just chipper. S spectacular? <laughs> spectacular. Fine and dandy. You know what they say, if you can't be good, be spectacular. That's right, that's right. So that's what we are every Saturday night, is it? Spectacular. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh, well, just I'll, said... I'll, I'll give it to myself. I'll, yeah. I'll say spectacular, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, I just said that fine and dandy thing, and I'm reminded of what George Carlin, the, the whole George Carlin skit about fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. How he's been fine and he's been dandy, but it's very rare he's been fine and dandy. Together. <laughs> Together. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was fine one, one afternoon in about 1968 or something, and he was dandy on another day, but not fine and dandy. Anyway... If you're a George Carlin fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you've never heard of him, look him up. You might just laugh. Oh, I'll tell you what. You may be, be offended right or you might cry. <laughs> you one, might of the, be, one of the three. You might be offended. You know, what the, you know what the thing about George Carlin? He wouldn't care if you're offended. No, he certainly <laughs> probably doesn't care now. Oh, well, he doesn't care now, no. no but I, I, I often wonder what he would have done through COVID. Oh, he probably would, have, got, probably would have given us some fairly funny stuff. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I listened to him quite a bit. The um, master of the master of the monologue, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. some may find him funny, some mightn't, but you know. Yeah. He he's the bloke that gave us the seven words you can't say on radio. Look yeah. that up. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So what's been on the yeah. agenda today, Michael? Well, I've been uh, recorded the news for the podcast on Monday with our mate Andy today. Um, I've sat about and done not a lot, really. Uh, I came down here in the office and did a little bit, wrote a, wrote a bit for New Zealand Trucking Magazine, um, basically had a bit of a play with some stuff for the upcoming Trucking Life magazine. Yeah. And that's been my, uh, been my Saturday afternoon. Pork belly for tea from the air fryer. Yeah. Well done, Rose. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Well, we had a bit of Chinese from the bowl. Did you? Yeah. Oh, righto. Had my daughter, some daughters and son-in-laws come down today and brought the grandkids okay. down. Righto. Me and young Rao were playing in the studio here, pretending to be on the radio. He might make, oh, a, he might make a commentator yet. Yeah, right. Eh? He's just having some issues. He obviously goes for the Tigers, so we've got to knock, oh. knock that out of him. But yeah, yeah, you know, one of the things you can't say on radio, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, watch, watch, watch that offend some people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Then we got a big yeah. soccer game tonight. Apparently, yes, Australia's playing Sweden Fighting tonight. For third. Fighting for third, and they're in trouble already. They're 1-0 down. Oh, well, hopefully they pick it up a uh, bit, eh? Yeah, yeah. Have a bit of green and gold splashed it in uh, on a Sunday yeah. morning. That'd be nice for everyone, wouldn't it? Yeah, at least a couple of the Sweden the Sweden girls have scored, so mm. doing better than most of us. Yeah. So, mm. so our colleague Yogi, he's uh, over at a truck show today. in the... Del Wallenew show today with the instructor truck, that mm. big purple Sino truck. Yeah, that uh, that they've been driving around, towing around the uh, the trailer. Very interesting setup. That have you seen it? I've I've seen a few pictures of it. I yeah. I haven't um, managed to get a good look inside. 
Yeah. Mainly because I haven't been there. So right, eh? pretty keen to have a look at that. I'm not sure when we get to that, that side of the country. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting setup. It's got seats inside it and the VR goggles and all that sort of thing. You sort of go in there and put the VR goggles on. You can have a bit of a look at what's going on. There's a lot of industry promotional stuff and road safety promotional stuff. It's very, very good setup. Um, we did have a similar thing over here on the East Coast with the ATA's 360 truck, which is no longer in use. But that might change shortly, we hope. Anyway, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. There we okay. go. So that's where Yogi's today. Mm. Set up there. Looks like a lovely sunny day. It was a glorious day at Dal Wallenew today. Mm. I believe he had some hats and some shirts and some magazines there. So yeah. So that's Good. with the instructor truck with Transafe mm. WA. That's right. Google that one if you're interested. Instructor with a like, it's not spelt how you'd expect it. To instruct with the truck, T A instructor truck. Anyway, Have a you'll look. know it when you see it. Purple. It's a very yeah. interesting shade of purple. Yeah. So Yogi but, may yeah. join us here a bit later. Yeah, we live in hope. Yeah. So what's the other big news of the day? Well, there's lots of big news today, mate. I was, uh, you want to do a little bit of news from around the world today, do, right yeah, now, do you? Or? We could try a little bit. We could try a little bit. There's new evidence of life on Mars, mate. Did you know that? Is that a shopping centre somewhere or...? Planet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mars, the planet. New evidence mm. that wet, wet, dry cycles on Mars may be favourable for the emergence of life. Right. Have they got a bit of warm, like a bit of temperature as well? Because they still Apparently, it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit cool there, a little bit cool. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of uh, very, very interesting things that they come up with, with all these little, little uh, bits and pieces occasionally. The Mars rover is exploring the Gale Crater and they've found a, a few interesting things there. Uh, apparently imagine, this wet, dry cycle is important. Imagine if it did come up over a rise and saw a small mm. community, you know, sitting around a bonfire, <laughs> you know, having a few stubbies and someone yeah. sort of turns around a can and shows a bit of Great Northern and, you know, that would make a good ad, wouldn't it? Would make a good ad. Mm. Life on another <laughs> country, and they managed to get some great northern or mm. whiskey or something. Like another planet, you mean? Mm. Yeah. You seen that Matt Damon movie where he survives on Mars after being left behind? Have you seen that one? Oh, I don't think what? I have actually. What's it called? I can't. I can't remember what it's called. I just remember it's got Matt Damon and he got left behind on Mars. I can't think of the name of it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember the name of these things. Mm. Not that into it, but he, he got left behind and managed to survive and did all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's that. Yeah. There might be like there might be there's potential for life on Mars. Now we complain about the price of food in a in the uh, roadhouses, right? Mm -hmm. The price of food seems to go up and the quality doesn't seem to get any better, does it? Well, seems to be a trend. Seems to be a trend. Melbourne Cafe. Is charging $22 for eggs Benedict, mate. How many eggs do you get, though? Two. Two eggs. Right. Well, I thought right, probably eh? two dozen for that. But You would have thought, wouldn't you? It's a fairly bleak-looking offering. It's mm. it's, a, it's a slice of uh, looks like bloody Woolies uh, ham 
on a single slice of sourdough with two poached eggs and some hollandaise paste over the top for 22 bucks. Mm. Thanks for coming. I suppose it depends how the poached eggs are done. Well, they have to be the perfect poached it's egg. We'd have to get yogurt out. Perfect, it might be all yeah. right, but 22 bucks, eh? 22 bucks. The uh, the person that shared the picture said it's the saddest, most unappetising egg Benedict he's ever seen. Mm. And I'll tell you, mate, I'm looking at the picture. If someone charged me 22 bucks for that, I wouldn't be happy either. Yeah. Well, Mind I you, was, hey, go on. I was telling you about, the, you know, I go in for my standard feed at, at a certain takeaway. Yeah. And I always get the same thing, always. And, yeah. And this week, it broke 20 bucks. Seriously. $20.45. And I'll tell you what it is, actually. It's yeah, a quarter-pounder meal, medium, right. with a Coke, yeah. and yeah. six nuggets without sauce. Right. So we've gone from being about $12 pre-COVID yep. to now over 20 Yeah. It's crazy the way the prices have gone up. We were, Rose and I were talking about our power bill today, mate. Mm-hmm. Our power bill for this quarter is projected to be over eleven hundred dollars, and there's just two of us in the house. Holy dooly, that's not much less than ours, and we've got. You've got a teenager. Wow, and a pool. The pool's about three hundred bucks a quarter. We've turned it. We've we've got a spa on the back deck, which we've turned off because we don't use it that much uh, in the, this time of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't believe we've looked at our bill historically. Um, this quarter last year, we were $950 last year. Yeah. Uh, we got solar panels as well. Cool. Our feed-in tariff has well gone for you. From, Yeah, that's working well. Our feed-in tariff has gone from $0.21 cents down to, I think, 7 Right. So, so without being political here mm-hmm. or stating on who one may or may not have voted for, yep. I think both sides of politics were... Pumping their chest out about lower energy prices? I think they were, yep. Everyone seemed as though they thought that they were going to get us some lower energy prices. The price of everything, right. absolutely everything has so gone up. It'd be quite quite easy to say then that power prices have got nothing to do with any political persuasion. No. So, no. Next, time, so next time we're in yeah. this voting cycle... Yeah. And any party decides to tell you that they're going to bring the price of power down, it may be in your best interest not to believe them. (laughs) Not saying they're bad people. No. Just saying they may not be able to hit that target. Yeah. One of the listeners has just texted in the name of that movie is The Martian, mate. The Martian. The Martian. Mm. I don't think I've seen that. I remember my favourite Martian. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I was just looking at something on Facebook here too. Yeah. About the rudest Australian cities. Right. Now, I've been to a couple of these places and I'd say they're rude. I mean, others, but Bundaberg yeah. got number one. Serious? For what? For being rude? Apparently. Oh, I wow. can't see that, I think. Again, oh, no. this is just just plain wrong. Is, it, is this the Shit Towns of Australia award, is it? Or no, is it it's just it's the rudest, rudest. Right Australian know. cities, and it says according to their residents. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway, oh, I wouldn't have thought. Well, what's 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 next after Bundaberg? Rockhampton, Rocky, Rocky. Right, eh? Brisbane, right, Adelaide, right, eh? Toowoomba, right, right. Coffs Harbour, Geelong, right. Melbourne, 
Canberra. Cairns. Okay. Yeah. I, I would have never have put it in that order. No. Anyway. I can think of places much more rude than yeah. all of those. So anyway, it's interesting what we can come up with, isn't it? I reckon. I reckon Who did that I, survey? I, I don't know. You're how telling you, the story. How do you do that? I don't know. You're, you're telling the story? Well, I don't yeah, know. It's just interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, you sit there in a phone thing. I'll ring a few random people here and say, what do you think your rudest yeah. city is? Yeah, yeah. You know what I reckon the rudest city is? No. Bloody Canberra. Mm. Well, it rated. It did rate. Mm. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Did it rate? Number nine. Yeah. Well, there you go. See? Yeah. So. I know that. I know that when you're driving up and down the Hume Highway of a Friday night or a, or a Sunday afternoon, it seems that the speedos don't work too well in the cars with the ACT registration plates on them. Heading south. Or north, depending or north. on the day. Yeah. So Friday. So Friday night, they're all coming back to Sydney, right? Yeah. With their ACT number plates. Mm-hmm. So they obviously live in Sydney or around, you know, but they don't register their cars in New South Wales. They register them in the ACT. Right. And you see them going back on Sunday night, back down to work on Sunday night, you know. Flat out. Uh, flat out, you Flat say? out. Well, flat out. I, I mean, they just, they just, all I can tell you is that their speedos seem to be about 10 to 15 kilometres out. That's all I can tell you. Maybe there's different I, rules down there. Maybe there are. There are certainly different rules of what people in Canberra regard as being truthful. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's, let's not go. Uh, it's Saturday night. Let's not get into the politics that too one, much. Yeah, that one come out of it. Yeah. So we've got a guest tonight. Coming Rob on. Free is going to join us in about 10 minutes or so. Yeah. From, from Brisbane, old mate Rob. He tells a pretty funny story. I want to see if Windows is still frozen. Windows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe you've seen that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Windows being frozen. Yeah. So Before maybe... we get to that, hey, Yeah, righto, continue. Before we get to that, have you seen the video of the United Airlines pilot buddy hacking the gate off? No, I haven't. You you started to mention that and I did say, oh. shut up, we're about to go on air. So righto. fill me in. He's caught, this United Airlines pilot was caught in a shocking video attack right today. He attacked a parking arm at Denver International Airport with an axe. Hmm. Later, telling, later telling authorities he just hit his braking point. Now, this guy flies 757s, right? You'd so like big, to big think, bird. Big birds. You would like to think that someone that does that would be someone who can control themselves a bit, right? Hmm. Kenneth Henderson, his name is. Kenneth, Kenneth Henderson Jones. 63, he is. So, you know, I feel his pain. He's got to the point where he's just had a gut ball. I'm about there myself. Mm-hmm. So, in Colorado, walking towards the exit gate of an employee parking lot, clutching a full-size axe. And mm-hmm. then they, they called him unhinged, and he whacks the lowered arm 23 times until it falls off as a car is seen entering the lot. So, I don't know why. Um, uh, apparently, he was probably trying to get out, and the arm wouldn't go up or something. But he just hit his brake. That's it. I've had it. I'm just going to cut this well, bloody thing off. Done your day. All you want to do is get out. That's it. That's yeah. all you want to do. You want to get out and go home. Uh, he, hang on for a second. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's rated to fly seven six seven seven five six sevens. Uh, the FAA hasn't responded. 
He's been uh, scheduled to appear, appear in the Adams County Court on September 25. To uh, probably, I think he's been charged with public willful damage or somebody thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, sorry, sorry, he's been charged with misdemeanor criminal mischief. So there you go. Had a bit of a physical struggle with some airport officials. But as I mean, have you ever been that close to just losing it yourself? I'd like to say yes. So I, I that's why I don't fly airplanes. <laughs> I've been that close to losing it. Yeah. I really have. It's it's a worry because you think someone that can get out and wield an axe is probably not someone that should be flying an aeroplane. But, you know, oh. it was an aeroplane, had a lot of passengers on it, and who knows who what knows? had driven that man to do that. Yeah. I did see another interesting video on Twitter the other day. It's this bloke driving down the middle lane in a, in a, in a truck, in a semi, in America, yeah. And there's a line of traffic on the right-hand side, and he's obviously going faster than the line of traffic on the right-hand side there on an off-ramp or something like that. And there's this silver SUV in the in the centre lane up against a cement divide, and he basically slowed down and slowed down and slowed down and the, and, until the truck got in front of him, and then he moved up beside him, and then he moved over in front of the truck to mm-hmm. slow the truck down. The truck changed lanes. The bloke moved over in front of the change. Didn't brake check him. He was just going slow, right? Yeah. Just being a pain in the ass. I often wonder, yeah, you see that sort of thing. These people are obviously, he's obviously done something. He's obviously, the truck driver's obviously done something to annoy the sensibilities of this car driver, right? And then they get the idea that if you hit him up the bum, it's your fault. Um, you'd want to hope that that bloke wasn't like the pilot with the action. That wasn't the last straw because, you know, I've almost been at the point sometimes where I thought to myself, gee, the paperwork would be nearly worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly. Yeah. Someone said, sent me, hi, Mike, love to listen to your live podcast uh, and the Breathe the Power Posters. They all said it wouldn't be easy under Albert Sneezy. The thing is you can't play the blame game because no one was ever going to bring prices down. (laughs) It's it's actually comical when when you're watching these uh, press releases and you think, you guys actually believe this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually believe they can do it and it's just so out of their control. Yeah, I just cannot work it out myself. It just seems... A little bit weird to me. Mm. Anyway. anyway. There you go. So, what well, else? Well, it's coming up to 7.30, so we might play a tune and we'll get see if we can find Rob. Okay, that'll be great. Let's do that. Shall we? Why not? Right, let's do that. <laughs> With a little love and some tenderness We'll walk upon the water, we'll rise above the mist With a little peace and some harmony We'll take the world together, we'll take
everybody back. special guest tonight mr rob free from freeze brisbane how are you rob oh, i'm very well thank you very well thanks how are you right. guys going tonight oh, mate. oh. fantastic right. had a great day <laughs> that's good coming here tonight talk a bit of crap so, <laughs> so if we can uh, get a few people to laugh that's, uh, that's that's the plan the idea of a saturday night not with the comedians right. here but Yes. I've seen some of your stuff on Facebook, Rob, and I think well, you might be uh, fairly well on your way to being a comedian. Well, hopefully, hopefully it'll make people laugh rather than fall asleep and drive off the road because that'd be obviously yeah. what we don't want to have happen. That's right. Yeah. 
I know I laughed my ass off with the windows as frozen story. Oh, yes, but, but... yes. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about these, I, I get a lot of people message me and say, oh, you make this stuff up or it's not true or you're making these stories out of, out of thin air or yeah, the yeah. Sad, sad or good thing, depending which way you look at it, is they're all actually true or they're all, if they're, if they're not the ones that have actually happened to me, which is the bulk of them, um, yeah. it's it's things that have been told to me, so I can only take them at face value. But yeah. um, but things like that one, yeah, the uh, the windows is frozen. Yeah, that that actually that happened exactly like it was said. It was quite incredible. Um, is it too long <laughs> to tell the story? No, uh, no, no. No, the the basis of it was that um, this particular it was we were working for a uh, I was I had a, a truck in towing for a refrigerated freight company which no longer exists, um, and uh, the bulk of our freight was refrigerated, you know, temperature temperature sensitive mainly frozen but some uh produce and things like that and um this particular load was uh just a general dry dry pan load and uh the fella came in to uh, grab his grab his truck and trailer and he sort of you know hooked up the trailer and uh walked around uh assuming he was going to go and load somewhere so he's walked around and hit the fridge motor turned it on it was minus 22 degrees and uh, he went inside and you know, made himself a cup of coffee and had a bit of a chat with the uh, the uh, dispatch fella. And, uh, you know, time goes by and whatever else. And he got handed his paperwork and uh, he goes, so where am I going to load? He goes, oh, no, nothing. It's, it's already loaded for you. Just here's your paperwork. Just jump in and away you go. So uh, he went, right, oh, no worries. Looked at the address, looked at the manifest, didn't read the manifest, just basically looked at where it was going. And, oh, yeah, it's going to this place in Sydney. No problem. Chucked his paperwork in the truck, jumped in, and off he goes. Uh, unfortunately, when he got to where he was going, uh, he pulled up and went, this doesn't look really correct. You know, this doesn't look like somewhere I'll be taking a load of frozen freight. And uh, he sort of pulls up and gets out and walks around and finds, yeah, this is where I'm going. And it turned out that uh, he had a load of computers on. <laughs> So he's loaded the computers. Loaded the computers were now all frozen to minus twenty-two. <laughs> Windows is frozen. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike's, yeah. Mike's just dropped off the planet. He. <laughs> Where's he gone? I don't know. He might have hung up. Might have been too. Hey. My story might have been too chilling for him, eh? Yeah, might might have been him driving. No, no, couldn't. Have. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done, Michael? Oh, I don't know what I did. I just rolled my phone, dude. I, uh, oh, no. I, <laughs> I should have held it flat. I should have held it flat. Held it flat. Was it, was it a, a single phone accident? Or? <laughs> it was nearly. <laughs> nearly. I should have, just, should have held it flat, mate. Mm. That's right. Never left. Yeah. So frozen, frozen windows, eh? That's the story. Yeah, right? yeah. That's so like, yeah, windows, windows is frozen. Just these, yeah, twenty two, yeah, yeah 20, 22 pallets of uh, minus twenty two degrees computers. Yeah, right. That'd wreck the computers, though, wouldn't it? Would that did that wreck them? Well, or? I actually don't know. In, in hindsight, I had a few people say, "Oh, that should be okay," because you know, in colder climates, they um, you know, they get transported in as general freight in colder climates, so they would get cold. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know about minus minus twenty two is pretty intense, yeah, but um, should it be, is should be dry though. Yeah, well that's the well, thing. Um, but then again, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, even with frozen freight, I mean, anyone who carts frozen freight knows just how wet it gets inside a fridge van. Mm. You know, you, you mm. get that sort of ice build up and the condensation sort of build up in it, and yeah. So mm. uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how they ended up with that, but uh, that was what happened anyway. When he turned up, it was. Uh, 
not quite what he expected. Oh, you'd, you'd, want to, you'd want to ring in sick and, and just sort of say, I'll deliver that, <laughs> deliver that tomorrow. I'll just go and open the back door somewhere, would you? Know? Yeah, exactly right, yeah. So we'd thaw this lot out first, yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, mate, uh, yeah, it often cracks me up, some of the stories that uh, you've got. I've, I've tried to... Uh, I've tried to record some so I can play them on the podcast. Yep. Uh, and you've got to, what you've got to do, you've got to help me out, mate. You've got to not have the ice pack going. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Some of them have got a bit of background noise and yeah, things like that, unfortunately. Big, big. Well, unless, of course, you want to stop blokes like me recording it and playing on their podcast. Because, <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, what he's trying to do. <laughs> Maybe that, well, the mate. funny thing was I, I actually recorded one. Uh, I can't think which one it was now, but a couple of weeks, no, a couple of weeks back now. Um <laughs> And uh, I had my ice pack off, but the truck next to me had theirs on. Yeah. And I couldn't, I mean, I could hear it. It was just that dull background noise, but nothing, yeah. you know, too intrusive. And um, anyway, so I recorded because of these videos, it's funny, people probably don't realize that, you know, you, you make a, even a five minute or you know, four or five minute video, you might record uh, almost 20 minutes of actual video to yeah. then sort of cut out all the bits you don't want and try to edit it together to make it coherent. And um, anyway, I've uh, recorded this you know, monologue that went for about 15, 16 minutes and went to play it back. And it was just had this terrible interference all the way through it. And it was like, oh, yeah. that's no good. So I've recorded it again, same problem. And I just thought, yeah. right, okay, clearly it can hear something that I can't because I couldn't hear yeah. the issue, but <laughs> it wasn't recording well. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they're incredibly sensitive things, Payne, sometimes when you go to record. So... You're uh, you're an owner driver, are you? Or that, that that's it. Um, right at right? the second, I'm not actually. I, I have been, and at the moment I'm sort of between trucks, so I'm, I'm working oh, right, for right. a company at the moment, and I'm 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 working at getting my own truck again. I'm going to want to go back into that because once you've once you've done it, it's very hard to uh, to work for someone else, and yeah, you, know, you you want to get back into what you were doing. It's you're nice a, you're to, a seriously to, sick individual, then, aren't you? Well, yeah, I keep on getting told that. Um, <laughs> it seems to be the general consensus. If you talk to any owner driver, they say, "How do you become an owner driver?" And you, go, you don't. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's plenty keen to have it. a go, though, and I understand why you'd yeah. want to be. Oh, look, I, uh, I'm, I'm cured. I think. Yep. Um, I, I, uh, the happiest day in, the, in my life was the day I bought my first one. Yep. And the next happiest day was the day I got rid of the last one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, but having said that, if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, Mick, look, I've got an old T six hundred Kenworth over here, yeah, yeah, and it's got a nice forty eight inch Superior sleeper on it, a D deck two, thirteen speed, yep, yep, four tanks, twin now. stacks, you know, four yep. tanks, twin stacks, you know, a nice bar on it and all that sort of stuff, and I'd have to, I'd have to go, oh, I'm hearing it, yep." Well, I'm much you know? the same because yeah, my my first one was a was a, an eighty five W model. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was oh, – I, I kicked myself for selling it. I really, really yeah. wish I'd kept it. But, yeah. uh, you know, at the time, it was the, well, seemed the right thing to do. But, yeah, uh, but, yeah that's the thing. I, I've, I've had a couple of newer ones since then. I had uh, – well, the second truck I bought, I bought to get the work. Um, yeah. And then the, the third truck replaced the second truck. It was a brand-new one. Right. But uh, I reckon if, yeah, if I do it again, which, um, yeah, I'm certainly planning on doing – yeah. Uh, it, it'll be well, it might not be the the T six hundred, but it'll be something close. It'll be something old. Hopefully, well, if I have my way, it'll be you know an older truck with a, a more modern engine, probably a you know, series sixty yeah. before yeah, before yeah. emissions. Yeah. But 
Um, you know, and, and if you, like the W model was, if you get something which is older but it's still got, you know, a more modern pre-select 18 speed in it and it's got the, uh, you know, electronic motor and you've got airbag rear end and so on, you've effectively yeah. got like a, a five or six-year-old, 30-year-old truck. That's right. That's right. Well, my my T600 that I'm talking about and love, love, uh, like remembering loving lovingly, that had an air glide suspension in it, and you know, yep, yep. And that's a, that's the sort of truck that you see going out there now, and they're still selling for, you know, sixty, seventy thousand those trucks. Yeah, well, that's um, right, and sometimes even more. Yeah, because the prices yeah. have gone crazy. Yeah, yeah, but they're not they're not a bad truck, in in my opinion. You know, they were they were a little bit ahead of their time. We Kenworth spent millions of dollars making them all aerodynamic, and we went and put bug deflectors and bull bars on them like we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, spotlights hanging off the top just to make sure it catches all the wind. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, but I mean, the, the, it wasn't a bad truck. I loved that truck. And uh, yeah. you know that there, as you say, Craig was saying to me the other day about his 104. Um, yeah. There are trucks. There are trucks you have an attachment to. I've driven lots of trucks. You know, I'm sure you have, and I know Craig yeah. has. But there are trucks that you've had in your life. That you have a real attachment to, and others are just tools. Mm. Absolutely, and, yeah, that's correct. For me, for me, that six hundred of mine was a nice truck. The other, only other truck I've ever had an attachment to was the the nine hundred nine that I drove for UDH for three years. Yeah, right. But, okay. uh, that was a nice truck too. But uh, yeah, there you go. It's it's when so, you get out of them, and it, and you just you, you feel like if you say you you're going away for a, for a minute, it rarely happens. But if you mm. say you have a couple of days off. And you, you've actually yeah. got to park the thing up and think, right, I'll get all the stuff out of it and yeah. go away for a couple of days. And you walk back and forward to the truck 50 times because every time you think you've finished it, you think, oh, no, I've got to get that. You know, yeah. or you can't leave it. You want to check you've done this or check your switch that off or check, yeah. you know, you check, make sure the fridge is, you know, off and out and all these things. Yeah. And you, it, it's almost like you don't want to really go. You don't want time off yeah. because you, you're so attached to the vehicle. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a hard one. Ooh, well, a bit of an illness yeah. sometimes, but well, yeah, I, again, probably that's right. It probably is a bit of an illness. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm fairly lucky at UDH that we don't share our trucks around. We generally get one and we we keep it for a while, you know. Yeah, and we don't we don't go swapping about. Since I'm just coming back from getting the shoulder fixed up, I've been been in and out of this little truck and. Um, I hate to say it, but I've developed a little bit of an attachment to the Dapperdine. Really, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, a, it's not a bad little truck to drive. It, but but having but, but said that, I'm not I'm not living in it either. So, yeah, I'm actually you know, uh, interesting. I've got a friend who's uh, he's one. He's ordered a brand new one. It's actually going to be delivered, I think, next month or maybe the month after. Mm. Right. And um, and he's he's the same. He's he's come from you know owning Kenworth and driving Kenworth in the past. Yeah, and um, you know he, he had a really cool 104, you know, sort of you know, super singles on it, and you mm. know, nice bar on it, Re- really nice spec truck. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then he sort of, oh, I'm buying a DAF. And it's like you're doing what now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But um, but having said that, I I went to, I mean, we're at the uh, Brisbane Truck Show there, and uh, I didn't spend as much time there as I wanted to, but uh, you know, they had one on display there. He said, come over and have a look at this thing. This, this is what I'm getting. It's one of these, uh, and. It's actually quite impressive. Um, the, I mean, sorry, interesting the one to like see the truck show in Brisbane. Did you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, 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 the big Goldie one. Well, they had that was the XG, I think, and the he's yeah. getting an XF. So the right. it's still still got the DAF motor, not the not the Cummins motor. Yeah. Oh right. But, okay. um, but uh, yeah, either, either way, I mean, they 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go and how well they're accepted. Yeah. They are yeah, a very comfortable truck. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't actually driven a DAF, so I can't speak from experience, but uh, I have had Muscanias, so, you know, people <laughs> – I've, I've had this said, I admit, by, you know, like Kenwoods and Scanias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I test drove a uh, – uh, I think it was a 580, I think it was, from memory, yep. in, in New Zealand. All right. Was when we were over there for the uh, for the truck show for the TMC truck show last November, and they set those things up very very differently to what we set them. I was a twin steer bogey drive with a five axle trailer on it, right? Like okay. five, and uh, they run them out at about fifty seven, fifty eight tons, something like that. Yep. And um, it was a beautiful thing to drive, just like driving a big car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, very 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 responsive in the steering and very very. Yeah, you know, very sure-footed. It felt like it, you know, you drive some trucks and they feel as though they're a bit all over the place, and you drive others yep. and they're just on they're on rails, you know. That's, that's, that's what like was on rails. I think that's the thing, the difference between Volvo and Scania. I've, I've, yeah. I haven't driven a Volvo long term, but I've driven yeah. a couple very short term, and they feel a bit floaty. Uh, yes, at least the ones right. I drove were. Whereas the Scania, yeah. even though it's got that air suspended cab and all that, it it, mm. uh, it doesn't feel it's a bit more stable. It doesn't feel quite as floaty as the Volvo's do. Yeah, well, I, I made yeah. the mistake of saying I took a I took a Volvo 540 across to Perth and back. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, the FH, and I yeah. came back. I came back, and I think I've crawled myself with Volvo because I said it. The FH stood for something horrible, effing horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, fair so, enough. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I'm going to be getting a review with Scania anytime soon. Uh, sorry, with, uh, with Volvo, yeah, yeah, anytime soon. I think that I might have done me dash there. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the Volvo. I thought they were a good, comfortable truck. Yeah. The bit, older ones were good. The, you know, the big, bigger ones were good. A little bit smaller in the sleeping area, but yeah, yeah. It, well, the, the one, the one I drove didn't have that problem because it was one of those XXL ones. It was the first yeah. model with the XXL, and um, yeah. Yeah, it was living space that was really good, like internally, yeah. like to actually be away for a week at a time and things like that. It was uh, actually quite comfortable. But, mm. um, yeah, at the end of the day, you couldn't get over the fact you were driving a Volvo. I think that was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, yeah. we can, we, there's, whole, there's a whole list of jokes, and I'm sure everyone's got a heap of memes going through their head right now about Volvo drivers and Peterbilt drivers and all the... Uh, Freight liner drivers and all that sort of thing. Uh, mm. we've, we've seen them all. I don't think you can beat, honestly, for space, though, the, the, the K200 big cab, uh, if you've got to have a cab over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you well, can't, that's what, you I'm, can't that's what I'm in now. Yeah, I'm in one oh, of those at the moment. And you can literally stand up full height, and I'm, I'm well, I won't say six foot, I'm just a smidge under six foot, probably about five, yeah. 11 and a half. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I can stand full height. I've got probably 10 centimetres above my head. And you can yep. literally put your arms out both directions, You're like diagonally. Yep. You can put your arms out both directions and then turn, you know, ninety degrees and arms out again. Yep. It's just so yep. much space in them; it's incredible. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I've Rose and I had one of those for three and a half years doing Perth. Yeah, and you could you close the close the bunk curtains. You know, the main curtain there between the cab and the driving compartment and the bunk. Yeah, and I could, you know, you can stand up behind the curtain and yes, get dressed. That's right. You That's know, right. so you don't have to, you don't have to have that because we had everything in open and shuts in there. We had two underbunk fridges, yep. we had a microwave and a buddy in, with an inverter, and you know all the stuff in there that you need. 
and even had a toilet in it for for Rose. So yeah, well, um, it was uh, it was one of those trucks that was was well set up for what we did. And uh, once we ironed a few of the bugs out of the thing, it was pretty good. The only trouble we ever had with that truck was the bloody AdBlue system. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> can be a, can be an issue. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that uh, no, wasn't a bad wasn't a bad truck at all. It wasn't certainly certainly comfortable enough to drive. The ride wasn't too bad in it. And um, yeah. I think what as, the, as, the, as the wheelbase got longer, they uh, yeah. they improved. Oh, yeah. Big little technical issue. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you have a, you have you have an issue, tech guy? Yeah. Anyway, I think that's good. Mm. Yeah. You, yeah. Is it? Are you sure? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but carry on. Just, just just turn it off and turn it back on again. Yeah. If I do that, Rob, you'll drop out. <laughs> <laughs> Just, so just on, 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 on the issue, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. Talk about preparation, eh? But anyway, there we go. Well, yeah. we, all we, have, we, re- we all have busy lives sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we rely on. So, so what else, Rob? You 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 between you between trucks and you're driving. So, what are you running up and down Melbourne? Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, main, mainly Melbourne. mainly Sydney, Brisbane, or Brisbane, Sydney. One yep. night of the week it is. Um, yeah, occasionally Melbourne, occasionally other places, but generally it's yeah, just between Sydney and Brisbane at the moment. But, Overnighters uh, or whatever. Yeah, whatever overnight. Yeah, all overnight. Oh. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know how you do that. I, I I've never been able to do overnighters. Yeah. It's funny. Mm. It's um, I, I've got a mate who does cattle uh, at the moment, but he, at the time he was doing really ugly general. Like he was doing mm. stuff that you just you know you look at and go, oh my god, I don't mm. want to even think about that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he said the same thing. He said to me, uh, he said, oh, I don't know how you do your job. I could never do that. Yeah. And I sort of said, funny you say that because I, I think I could do yours. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck well, it down. He goes, oh, no, it's easy. He said, once you've actually got the thing loaded, he said, it's just, you know, I can go drive two hours down the road and go to sleep for four hours if I need to. It doesn't, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter. It's going to get there yeah. when it gets there and there's no issue. Whereas, you know, obviously doing the kind of stuff I do, it's, um, you know, you leave now, you've got to be there by that time and there's no excuses. Mm. Yeah. I hate that. I just hate that. It's always amazed me because you're putting it in a fridge. Yeah. But it's got to be there tomorrow. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a whole thing, a load of things like that. But, uh, yeah, um, whether it's uh, fridge vans or you know, express freight or whatever it might be, it, it, the urgency is it's, it's like an, it's an artificial urgency. Yeah, it really doesn't matter that much. I mean, it does yeah. in the sense that the way the system's set up, you know, especially with markets. You know, if you're going into markets, you know, they want it there by a certain time because they don't want the traffic uh, overlapping. They don't want the, uh, the the market sellers overlapping with bikes trying to unload trucks and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but but that that general sense of urgency, it's it's like it's a, it's an arbitrary thing. We want you here mm. by this time. It's like, well, why that time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I recall yeah. uh, speaking of that. I recall the story you said that you you had your uh, your trouble with. I think it was Aldi at Minchinbury or something. Ah, yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, uh, some years ago now. But yeah, that's right. I miss, missed out by five minutes and literally got yeah. told, "Sorry, too late." Yeah. Um, you know, and and of course the 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 flip side of that one was it was a it was a split load. It was it came out of a place in Melbourne and and it was half mm-hmm. a load for Woolworths, half a load for Aldi. Yeah. Um, and the Woolworths one was going to Prospect, um, which I'm not sure. Is it an Americold these days? I think it might be. Rather, I think it might be, yep. Yeah. But um, anyway, it was scheduled for a time. I was there on time. Everything's great. Yep. Put it on dock. I think I said eight in the video. I think it might have been 18, mm. but that just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, on the dock, everything's cool. Everything's right to go. And then there we sat and sat yeah. and sat and sat, you know. And you see, I think I think it was a bit over four hours. And, and I think it was after 11.30 when they finally let me off the dock. And then yeah. you still got to get get out of the place and get your paperwork finished off and, you know, get out. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was booked in for midday at Audi. So when I rolled into Audi, I was literally like, you know, five, ten minutes tops late. You know, I was yep. just, just fractionally after midday. It was a Friday. And, uh, of course, I don't, I don't live in Sydney. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was literally drove in. The bloke goes, uh, oh, you missed your slot. Yeah. And I looked down because from the gatehouse at Audi at Minchinbury, you can see all the uh, all the fridge docks, all the, you know. And there's, there's just nothing down there. There would have been two or three trucks out of all the docks they got available. Yeah. And... Uh, and then the funny thing, of course, about Audi is that you unload yourself. You know, when you go in, you know, it's not a question of, you know, take the truck off from the dock and, you know, sit there and the the, uh, the invisible people in the background unload it. Yeah. Um, you've you've got to go in, you know, get on a on a um, pallet jack and unload the thing yourself. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to be doing the work anyway, and all the docks are clear, so yeah. why can't I go and unload? And yeah. he was like, no, nah, no, nah, you missed your slot. Sorry, no, nah, we're not we're not taking it. And uh, yeah. I said, well, you know, how about I just because there's a big drain in the middle of the road there. So how about I just back up out of the driveway, open the doors up, back out the driveway, hit the brakes, and just put it all in the, in the ditch? He goes, mate, you can do whatever you want, but you're not bringing yeah. it in here. So oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it was literally it was a Friday. It was rebook it for Monday. So I actually uh, I had a load out that night, so I had to go and find a mob uh, down in uh, Weatherill Park. It was actually. Yeah. Um, who would accept the freight and they were like a crosstalk sort of mob that they had, um, uh, you know, refrigerated warehouse type thing and they, they could basically unload me, keep it over the weekend and then deliver it for me on the Monday morning. So mm. uh, all, all the profit went out of that one. Mm. Pure, all for five pure minutes. bastardry. Pure yeah, bastardry. All, all, all for five minutes, exactly, mm. yeah. yeah. And no yeah. one had to really do anything to help you, just let you back on and... Yeah, it's, it's it all it was was because what what you do at Audi is you 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 back onto the dock, um, you go inside, you you put the the dock leveler down. Uh, you, they've got like double and triple length, uh, you know, powered pallet jacks, and mm. you un, you unload yourself and you it's like a staging area. So you sort of unload yourself and put all your pallets, you know, in line with your truck. So it's your area in the staging area, and yeah. then once you once you've completely unloaded your truck. They then get someone to come over with the paperwork and check everything off to make sure the loads, you know, what they ordered and complete and so on. And yeah. then once once they're satisfied with it, you know, they'll then stamp your paperwork and you can be on your way. And then they, they've got their own forklift drivers and all that that then take it into their cold storage from that point. But they don't what's come the into logic your truck. Beyond, what's the logic behind them making you do that? Is I there don't any know. logic to it? I don't know whether it's a, a time factor thing, whether they think that maybe – it's uh, it'd be double handling for their staff, so then we might as well make the truck driver do it instead. I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's it's the same with the dry freight too, because I've done. Uh, I used to do the odd load of uh, soft drinks out of Sydney down to mm. um, Audi at Melbourne, uh, down at uh, Dandenong, mm. and um, it was the same deal. You had to unload yourself into the staging area, and then yeah. once everything was unloaded and it was all signed off, then yeah. they would go and you know, take it into the warehouse. Yeah. I know I didn't last very long time in fridge vans. I did it for a little while. Yeah. And I got to, to Woolies at Larapinta 
and I had mm-hmm. one of those. I had one of those sets of vans that you could roll the doors up on and drive through into the A trailer without disconnecting oh, yeah. it. Yep, yep. And they wouldn't let me put it on the dock in one piece. Oh, really? They made, they made <laughs> me split it. Yeah. And I, 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 I didn't like that very much, and I sort of said so. Yeah. And uh, they were carrying on. Well, most drivers don't have the skill to do it, and I said that's most drivers, not me. You know. That's right. Yeah. And. And uh, they said, well, you know, you've got to split it up. That's the end of the story. Split it up or piss off, you know. And yeah, right. so, I, you know, I split it up. And, of course, they've opened the, we've opened the roller door on the back because it had roller doors, not swing doors. Yep. And we've opened the roller door on the back of the boot trailer and the first pallet on the bottom's broken. On The, the pallet's broken. Oh, right. And they rejected the load because of broken pallet. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've never had that actually happen to me, but I have heard of that oh, quite a few times. Might have, yeah. might have had something to do with me calling them all a bunch of <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, but that was that was the excuse. And uh, I, I I don't often I don't often lose me rag, you know, because I wasn't driving my own truck, then I drive the company truck. Yeah. And um I often don't I don't often lose me rag with the customers because it's not, not a good look, you know. No, that's right. The, that's right. But the but these guys just was one of those days, you know. Did they grind and your I, gears, Mike? They did grind my gears. I was a bit like that, <laughs> bit like that pilot with the axe, mate. I'd reached that point. <laughs> I'd reached that point. You're grinding my gears, young man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just reached that point where I just wasn't going to take any more. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there were a few phone calls and and all that sort of thing made, and they. They ended up taking it, and the buddy it was uh, it was uh, yogurt from Lion in Melbourne. It was right, and it was on double stackers. Yeah, and uh, a bloody forklift driver hooked one of the double stackers and dropped a pallet off the top onto the bottom pallet. Yogurt oh. everywhere. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, of course, then then I ended up with two half pallets of busted yogurt. Oh, in lovely. The, in, in the back of the truck, and it was just one. It was one, of, you know, and that was what I finally said, Peter. You can get yourself someone else to do this because I'm not doing this fridge van bullshit. I'd had, yeah. a, I'd had a, I'd had a week like at time slots, and you know, getting duck shoved, and you know, just just this sort of thing. And I just said, nah, not doing this anymore. That was it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's about double double stackers. It rings a bell. I, I, uh, I haven't done a video about this one, but I, I had a funny. Uh, well, funny is the wrong word, but just a, a yeah a story that happened. It was it was a, out of a place in Melbourne, and it was uh, it was a double stack load, mm. uh, a fridge van, and um, it was a real weird one because it, it was it was uh, I can't remember how many pallets it was now. Because um, when you say it's uh, when you say it's forty four pallets in a single fridge van, people think you're overloaded. But it depends on yeah. what you've actually got on board. But yeah. it was forty four pallets, forty two pallets for going to uh, Woolworths. Yep. Um, well, what I can't even think now. It might have even been Coles. Whatever, whatever it was. Forty forty two of the pallets were going somewhere anyway, yeah. and yeah. O- only two pallets were going to Audi at Minchinbury again. Funnily enough. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I sort of walked in there, and I've got my paperwork and the fellas there and all the rest of it, he goes, how do you want to load it? I said, well, look, it's on double stackers, so look, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'm in here, I'll, I'll do the, the stacking. You put two pallets in, I'll put the bars up, you can put it on top, and, you know, so yeah. we've got the bars all the way through. And I said, only thing, I'm, only thing I'm concerned about, I said, is you've got this whole load going to one place except for two pallets. Yeah. So the two pallets for Audi have got to be the bottom two at the very back doors. 
because yep. Audi, when you unload yourself, it's all on pallet jacks. So you, you can't, yep. you haven't got that. I suppose they have access to forklifts, so they could probably do it. But for the reason of the way things work, I wanted them bottom two pallets. Uh, yeah, so under the bars, bottom two pallets, and back doors. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so we're loading this this thing, and of course, you know, it takes time to to put uh, freight on bars. So you like two pallets in. You know, well, you can do it two ways. You can either put two pallets in, put the bars on, and put the next two pallets on top, or you can mm. put the bars in, put the two top pallets in, and then go underneath. But it's either way, it, it takes time to, to load the thing. And yeah. uh, we got we got probably back down to the last four pallet spaces at the back of the trailer. Yeah. And uh, I said, now, where are those two uh, Audi pallets? And the boy goes, oh, no, they're in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm going, you're joking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, uh, no. I said, I, I asked one thing. I said, those, those pallets, I said, oh, I can't take this load if those two pallets are just randomly somewhere in there. I said, because yes. I can't unload the trailer at Audi to get yes. those two pallets out and then reload. I said, apart from the logistics side of it, time-wise and everything else, it's just not going to fly. If I get to Audi and that's the case, they'll reject it straight out. Yep. And um, anyway, he, he was he, he got his boss to come over and uh, he's going, no, 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 we're taking long enough loading this trailer already. We don't care. Just get those last four on, shut the doors and get it out of here. And and this yep. was the joy of being this was the joy of being an owner driver because I didn't own the trailer this particular this particular one I yep. didn't load this this trailer I didn't own this trailer but I owned the truck yeah and uh, and I said to him look mate it's not going to work that way I said this load has got to be unloaded to get those two pallets out into the back doors I said I cannot take it any other way in fact straight out I refuse to take it any other way so it's yep. like this unload it and reload it or the trailer stays here. He goes, oh, no, no, we need the trailer off the docks. We need, you know, we've got trucks coming in to unload and load and we need space yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I said, mate, I really don't care. I own the truck. I don't own the trailer. I'm yeah. not taking your freight. If you don't yeah. unload it and reload it the way I want it loaded, I'll just drop yeah. the legs, drop the th- dry trailer and drive away. I don't care. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he realised that, you know, sort of walked outside, you know, the, the, the argument has sort of come out of the coal store and come down the side of the truck. And when I'm actually standing there winding the legs down, he's suddenly gone, are you really going to do that? It's like, I'm not going to do it. I am doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he finally decided that now, maybe it'd be a good idea to unload the trailer and, and find those two pallets. Yeah, and hopefully they weren't too far in. Yeah, well, as it was, no, they actually weren't. But it, it probably took longer in arguing. If they'd just had done it, it would have yeah. been quicker than than all the, the carry on that yeah. led up to it. And, yeah. and that, that's quite a common thing, isn't it? I've been to a place with one small skid on the back of a trailer. Yeah, and that, that was the argument was ten times longer than what it took to unload it. Yeah, and exactly. it took and it took that to say, "Oh well, I'm not moving," so. Your choice, but yeah, it shouldn't have to go that far. But but this grocery stuff, if people walking around the supermarkets with their uh, shopping trolleys realise sometimes how difficult that can be to get it there, mm. yeah, um, just for yeah. pure laziness. But and wonder why the groceries are so dear. Imagine that how much it costs extra for some of this inefficiency. Mm. Absolutely, that's right. Yeah. Have you seen the Coles meme that's going around now? Where they, no, where I they don't think I have, actually. Well, there's a, a Coles truck backed up to a dock at a supermarket. Yeah. And uh, the the meme is, it's, uh, customers, you'll now go and have to unload the trucks as well as your other duties of scanning your own. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping when you, when you leave. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what? Right. It, it, that's probably a suggestion, not a meme. <laughs> it, 
don't be too surprised if you go, yeah. go oh. walk into Coles soon with your shopping trolley and you'll be straight yeah. out to the dock and grab your yeah. own thing off the pallets. Yeah, made, made me laugh. The, the next step will be going out to the farm and pick it yourself yeah. and still, still get charged for it. Yeah. <laughs> buy it online. Imagine imagine the uh, spin they can put there. You buy online and pick yeah. it up yourself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, pick right. it straight from yeah. the farmer, and That's and right. we'll only we only have to charge you twice as much to do that. That's right. Well, I've, yeah, thought yeah, right. I've thought about working into the. I've thought about walking into the staff tea room at Woolies down here in Tarmore and making myself a cup of coffee. Mm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a badge. You know the badges they got. Little badge. Yeah, Mike Williams staff. Uh. Now yeah. you're 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 a reasonably tall bloke, and I know, uh, Rob, and I know that you are too, Craig. When you walk around the supermarket, do you have a biff head on the bloody sign saying down? Oh the yes, <laughs> yes indeed. <laughs> I try not to walk around the supermarket. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm giving that up a bit myself actually these days. I, I think, uh-huh. uh, with the exception of probably toilet paper and deodorant, maybe shampoo, mm. um, there's no reason to walk in, down into the aisles. Just stick to the mm. outside. Stick to the yeah. meat and the, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Rose, yeah. Rose doesn't try take me shopping. Yeah. yeah, try to avoid all the uh, the processed stuff in the middle aisles. We yeah. actually yeah. buy most of ours online, and at least I know that way someone's actually having to walk around the supermarket with a job. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. actually given a job to someone to walk around with a with a trolley as well as a checkout person. I don't know if you've yeah. seen how they do it, but you know, so we're providing more employment. This go and go into a supermarket and checking your own stuff out. Oh, yeah, I've mm. I've left stuff in the in the supermarket before, much to the disgust of people around me. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to there and there's actually no one there to help you. Yeah. It's, I've just dropped the stuff on the ground and walked out. Well, mm. There's a comedian that did a great, uh, great sketch on that whole thing, and that was basically, you know, he said he just he, he gets his stuff and he walks to the uh, walks to the checkout machine, and no one, no one's there. And so I just got a. You still there? Yeah. 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 So I, was, I just just had a call come in, and I thought I don't I hope that didn't interfere with anything. <laughs> Oh, I could um, hear it. I thought it was someone dialing in for us. I'm wondering why oh, Craig was, got answered. No, yeah, no, no, no. It was, uh, we'll, we'll try and call whoever it was back in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, so he, he gets his stuff. You know, he goes to the uh, goes to the checkout, and of course, there's no one there. It's a self checkout. So he stands there for you know five minutes and mm. goes, "Well, I have his money out. You know, no one's here to take my money. I guess it's free." You know, he goes to walk mm. out, and of course, no, it's not. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't check the roster, but I don't think I was working today. You know, it's not, it's not my, it's not my job. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it gets a bit like that. Breaking news: the uh, Swedish team are up two nil now. Right. Uh, there you go. The children are walking around, hands on their heads, going, "What the hell's going on?" Uh, they probably want to mm. not do that and just go and kick a few goals. Well, <laughs> not telling Ish. them how to do their job, but no, no, that's right. But uh, yeah, just a, just a bit of a hint. Yeah, <laughs> apparently they're shell shocked as Sweden has scored twice. Oh, no, so someone idea. scored in a soccer match twice. Twice. Yeah. Twice. Of course, man. Mm. Well, the scary thing, of course, can be that that can be the entire score in a soccer game. Well, got the got, well, got the score again. We might just get them in there and see who it is. Uh, who is it? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to find out. Going to bring him in hot. Bring him in Wait. hot. Wait. Hey, how you going? Oh. Who have we got there? Uh, Caleb in Townsville. 
Hey, go, mate. You're you're actually live, so be careful yeah. what you say. Just be, be careful. Be careful, Caleb. That's a bit hard when you're a truck driver sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> well, we we mostly contain ourselves, but you're on here. You're at Craig here, yeah. Mike, and Rob Free. G'day. How are you, Caleb? <laughs> yeah, not bad, Rob. Um, That's good. I, I sort of like two questions. Well, I've just been listening to you guys since you've come on air tonight. Um, yep. First one's for Rob. Now, yep. I'm a tanker. Yanker. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Go um, ahead. Yeah. Um, so I don't, you know, and apart from doing, uh, before I towed tankers, I did a fair bit of flat top and a little bit of uh, tipper stuff. Yeah. So yep. I've got absolutely no idea how DCs and fridge vans work, um, yep. sort of thing. I like racing years when I go up to the table vans with a load of liquid oxy. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, uh, one thing that uh, the main question I had is, like you were saying before, Rob, you've been backed onto the dock, had your doors open, you know, I, I suppose unstrapped your load, however you do that in a yep. fair, um, ready to go with your paperwork in hand, and I'll make it like, oh, you'll have to wait and you're standing there for six hours or more. What's yeah. actually stopping you from going into the warehouse and just politely asking old mate, hey, can I have a pallet jack and just do it the way you do at Aldi's? And just, you know, don't be an idiot about it. Just line the pallets up nice and neat somewhere in the warehouse off to the side and then find another bloke and be like, well, there's your freight over there, sign here. So It'd be nice to be able to. I think I think the biggest issue, and I don't know how Audi gets away with it, to be honest, but um, I think the biggest issue probably comes down to insurance because yeah. they, just, they just wouldn't let you do it. It's just yeah. one of those things where they just simply would not allow you to do it. Yeah, um, and it depends who you go to. Like, if you go to a Coles DC, they won't even let you in the uh, in the warehouse. It's uh, you literally oh, back yeah, up. Fair enough. You yeah. just open your doors back up to the dock, and yep. they will they will let you know when it's. Well, actually, they don't even let you know. They switch the light from red to green when you finally yep. can go. Um, but Woolworths, you generally go in. Um, you or they because with the fridge vans, it's bars and boards mainly. So basically, your your pallets. If you got um, you know some are double stacked, some are. I mean, well. If they're double stacked literally on top of each other rather than being on bars, like double stackers, yep. so to speak, yep. um, you know, frequently it's basically you know, a couple of planks of ply up against them and then you've got your, um, your pogo stick bars across to keep everything in, in place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Woolworths generally like you to be there so you can take the bars and boards out as you go through the load. Um, yeah. So very but, similar to doing pot plants because my old man, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's teenager, right. he did pot plants in a in a pan. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, similar, similar story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so so Woolworths like you to be there most of their DCs anyway, because because um, most of these places aren't actually owned by the actual supermarkets. Um, like the a lot of Woolworths DCs are actually like Americold or you know another company doing it for them. Uh, Coles, yeah. you know, can be Polar Fresh or you know they've got various. People the warehouse for them under their name. Oh yeah, mm. so it'd be a bit like fuel, where like Viva is Shell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think the answer to your question, though, I think I think it pretty much comes down to OH and S and insurance. They just won't let you do it. Yeah, yeah. right. Just, yeah. yeah, in the in the tanker world, and I'm sure Mike's done this before. Yeah, they just yeah. say, well, you let me in there and you let me do my thing, or you're not going to get your product, and you'll be in a bit of a jam. If you don't get your product, mm, yeah. um, you know, um, and but you know, like I, I've literally done things where it's like, well, okay, I'm not getting into this delivery site with the tanker 
right here, right now, and you sort of come back around after hours and you might just poke a hose through a fence or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done not, not quite that, but similar with, uh, there was a place in Melbourne I went to where I, I turned up and made a, and, and it was all legit. Like I had, I had a, you know, every, everything was correct as far as paperwork goes and all the rest of it, right time. And I turned up and they've just gone, nah, not happening. And I'm like, yeah. you know, why? You know, like, it's never a problem normally. Well, so what's the issue? And then yeah. oh, I can't think what it was. They come up with some obscure reason why it was not going to happen. But and um, they had a shift change about an hour later. They had a shift change, so uh, I was parking out the front. So I watched sort of everyone you know, come and go, and yeah. I sort of gave it half an hour and walked back in and tried to be like with the next lot. And they said, "Oh yeah, bring her in. No worries." <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Terrible. But, uh, you've got to play games like that sometimes, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah um, some people. You do what like, you got to like, do sometimes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, my my second question was, and I'm probably a little bit a little bit nuts because um, all my family, so my father, my grandfather, my great grandfather, mm. they own their and operated their own truck. Yep. Um, so it's sort of in the genes a bit. Um, my dad's not he he's, he's not bought me on the head with a hammer and told me don't do it. But, um, <laughs> At the same, at the same time, you sort of ask me a question. You're like, well, how how would I go about doing this if I did go out on my own, Dad? And he sort of gives you that same sort of halfway answer. And I did hear what you guys say before. It's like, what you know, how do I become an owner driver? And most owner drivers say don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, that's something I've noticed. Is like if you're a young fellow like me and you're keen and interested, where where do you go to find out? Like, cause what how to be an owner driver properly? So that way. Because I, I, I know how to work your fuel out for your truck and, you know, eventually get yourself into a rate and make yep. sure that you, you're going to give yourself a wage as the driver of your own truck too. That's right, that yeah. Sort of thing. But well, I wouldn't know for the life of me how to do GST or balance a set of taxes. That's what you get an accountant for. That's exactly right. Your, your biggest asset as an owner driver, obviously, apart from your vehicle, uh, is, an, is a good accountant. Yeah. Yep. Um, it is... It, it does cost you a bit in account accountancy fees, but it is worth every cent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. As far as costing and things like that goes, I mean that's well fundamentally common sense in the sense of you've got to look at what you know what your, your revenue is, you know what your fuel load is, and then you, you know the way I used to do it or do it now. I'm obviously going to be I'll say silly enough to do it again, but I, I don't think it is silly enough. I think it's just a, a choice whether you want to do it or not. Because there is well, a lot involved, and there's, there um, is. And you've got to you've got to be prepared to work harder than you do as an employee, because yeah, it, that's it, right. it's yeah. not just the you're not just doing the job you're you're making it roll as well you know you're doing everything behind the scenes as well. Yeah, but, um, you've got to you've got to sort your work out like yeah. your next couple of weeks where the work's coming from and all that sort of thing. That's right. Yeah. And but the biggest thing is you you've, you've got to you've got to know what your what your, your fixed costs are and some of your variable ones too. So. You, you want to look at things like, well, obviously, um, most likely a truck payment. Um, and it's, it also depends whether you're going to be like a, a full contractor or if you're going to be a toll operator. But it, it yeah. fundamentally, it's the same thing. But you've got your your, your finance payment or payments, um, obviously your insurance, which is a lot more than most people understand. Mm. Yep. Um, and insurance being properly be, insured too. Is a big, uh, yeah, and yeah. A lot more, it's a lot more complicated than people think too. So I think. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, the, the basics, I mean, I'm not an insurance agent, but the basics of the insurance is you need, uh, you know, comprehensive on the truck and 
uh, you you need well obviously if it's your trailer that's got to be insured. But if you're towing someone else's trailer, you need trailer and control insured. So the trailer, which is annoying, because the trailer is insured twice. So the person who owns it's you've got it insured, and then you've yep. got to insure it as well. So you've got that. Then you've got your your marine uh, transit, which covers for your load. Yep. Um, and obviously loads depending on what you're carrying, but it, it can add up to a lot of money. Um, yeah. And then, if, then you've got your like your legal liability, public liability, and things like that for you know any any damage or losses or injury or anything like that you cause anybody else, uh, or that could, that could be attributed to your actions. Mm. So all, that, that all reaction, all reactions, yeah, and, and that, that can, that, yeah, that, I mean that, that can add up from you know anywhere from like you know nine nine thousand a year up to sort of I've heard up to about thirty thousand a year, depending on. What the application was, what the job was, what the vehicle then, was, what the loads were—you know—there's a lot of variables. Then yeah. the radius, the operating radius. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, that's right. Yep, uh, yes, yeah, the one they like to put in there. They like to put in a, a radius clause where if you go outside, you've, you've got your excess set, and then if you go outside your radius and something happens, you're either not covered at all or your excess is jacked up quite substantially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so getting getting correctly insured is extremely important. Yeah. And, uh, I yeah. would recommend GBI insurance from Walker. You go and have a talk to them about your – anyway, quick plug for Brownie. Yeah. But, you know, uh, there are a lot of upsides to being an owner-driver. I remember, you know, you, you you the upside is that you get to do what you want with the truck and if there are things that are not being done with the truck, well, you know why it's not being done, you know. That's absolutely uh, correct. And but the yeah. downside of it, of course, is that I don't know about you, Rob, or, or you, uh, Craig, but I always felt like we, there's this misguided belief that you work for yourself and you can have a day off whenever you like. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, that's definitely not the case. Yeah. But, but I never ever did because you know, the, the load's there, yeah. mate, and you know, and uh, and you yeah, sort of well, you, you do things for yourself you would never do for the boss, you know. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, but um, but going back to the cost, I mean, like you've got so obviously Rego Insurance. Um, yeah. You know roughly what your servicing is going to be. So the way I, I work it is that I I work out what my my average service cost is. You know, mm. like every twenty thousand you get your bill for your service, so you know roughly what you know, what your cost is for that. So yeah. I, I, I try and work out a a, a weekly figure. Um, mm. to, to to take into account your annual registration costs, your annual insurance costs, uh, your uh, servicing costs, like your planned servicing costs. Yeah. Because nearly every time you go in to get a service, there'll be something else. There'll be something mm. they find that needs fixing or... Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and or, then or something uh, that broke that needs fixing that you need to pay for that they broke. But anyway... Yeah, yeah well, that happens too, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and then, well, then that, you... that, that gives me just another third question. Um, yeah. So, like, as far as the whole servicing thing and all that's concerned, um, yeah. but before I like drove trucks, I spent a bit of time in the defence force, and I got right. a trade yeah. out of it. Okay. Um, so, like, for me, like, it, it, particularly if I bought an older style truck, like what you guys were talking about before, yeah, yeah. fairly confident I'd be able to. Um, Cover, you know, like my A, B, and C services. Yeah, right. Well, that's a massive advantage. Yeah. If you can, if yeah. you can do the work uh, yourself. But yeah. how, like, because I, I sort of understand, because like the people I work for, they're under um, maintenance management. Yep. Um, how, how do you go about, like, as an owner driver, and if I was doing that myself, 
does that mean like I put a you know take business owner cap off and put mechanic cap on and then sign the books that way or effectively yes I think yeah. that's the way it works pretty much yeah. so it's, it's all going to be documented I don't know to be honest I don't know the answer to the question in that I don't know yeah. whether it's got to be a yeah, license my, mechanic, but I I believe yeah, as long yeah, as it's yeah. documented yeah are you a qualified yeah. mechanic are you Carla um I not not as such in the civil terms um my time in the army I was a recovery mechanic so yeah right um, okay. We we focus more on doing the tow truck side of things, but yep. um, if well, you just you go and buy yourself an old Mac, mate, you'll be right. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the, with <laughs> the maintenance side, there's there's certain things you can do, but it's yeah. all about yeah. proof of of um, that it is actually maintenance, and the the systems um, are determined by yourself, and as long as it fits the guidelines of of whatever system you're being in, whether it's mass or maintenance or fatigue. You know that the the manual's written specifically for you, so yeah, yeah. Um, a, a lot of that stuff. And I'll, I'll give ourselves a pluggy. Um, you know, we can do that for you. Yeah, right. THS. Yep. So, um, it's um, you know, it it's a business that can help in that that regard. Um, so it's just about proof of what you do, but. But being an overdriver can be very rewarding, and it's like any other business. Um, there's so yeah. much extra you have to put in, and it's like whether you own a cafe or a news agent or whatever, you know, th- there's a vast difference to what an employee sees um, to what you actually have to do. So, you know, changes changes your income tax, but your tax position hugely too. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. plenty of good advice out there, and the and the one of the biggest bits of advice I'll give you is don't ask for it on Facebook. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You, see, you see heaps of fellas ask for it on Facebook, and you either get stuff that even I read it, and you're like, you know, I'll make right and answer. Oh yeah, you're full of shit. Yeah. Um, sorry, Swedger. Um, yeah, or you, and that's sort of what this is what came up with my original question. You always get that fella that you like, you read his answer and you're like, well, you're scared that another owner driver's going to come on and like mm. get on your patch and you're just trying to fight him off and no, nah, don't need any more competition sort yeah. of thing. Like, that, there that, is a lot of that's that a lot talk, of yeah. Like but, when you read between the lines of people's answers on Facebook, you're just like, yeah, you're righto. Um, well, you're, another, you're another bit of advice, if you take advice that you got for free, that's mm. about the value of it. It's, it's worth yeah. every cent. That's yeah. right. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's right. I've heard that before. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to talk to an accountant about it, but I would say there's some good people in in the industry that are really willing to help and yeah. and help you on on a decent level, not just rip you, but you know, like there's I don't know if you can look up a few numbers off air or stay on for a bit, mate, and we'll give you one, and and we yeah. can put you in touch with people that. Probably will give you some of that good advice, but expect yeah. to pay for it. Like, yeah. or if you, yeah, if you right, want a system yeah. set up for you to operate the most efficiently you can, um, expect to pay for it. Nothing's nothing's yeah. free. I think yeah, I, I think I think the one thing that I learnt more than anything as an owner operator was that you had to make sure that you knew what it cost. Basically, I worked everything down to what it cost per k. So everything that that yeah. Rob said yeah, before I, um, about. That- yeah, you know, just distill the whole thing down to a cost per k, and then look at the, the load that you're going to do, 
yeah, have yeah, some exactly. idea of how much it was, how far it was going to be, and then if yeah. if it doesn't add up, you might as well just lay it on, drink beer on the couch, and go broke quickly. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going. Right. So I, I sort of right. break, I was breaking everything down to a weekly thing. So all your foreseeable yeah. costs. So at yeah. the end of the day, you've you've got a, you know, and a lot of them you've got to estimate. But I would look look at it as every week it's going to cost me this much for the bike to stand still, and then you've got to estimate yeah. your fuel per kilometre and things like that. Yeah, but like yeah. you say, you break it down. Ultimately, you break it down to a K rate. You know, it's going to cost you this many kilometre, this many you know cents a K to run. So the load's worth that much. Is it feasible? Does does it, does yeah. it make sense? And then you've yeah, got to look yeah. at then you've got to look at other cute things like how much this guy. Gonna, how long is this guy going to keep your money for? How long is it going to yeah, take? That's another big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, so, yeah, that's like some people pay thirty days, some people pay ninety days, some people pay well, the end of the week. It depends. You know, yeah, but yeah. You, you, you can sort of end up in a situation where, I mean, look, I had a bit of my own freight when I had my own truck, and that made a big difference. Um, yeah. But if you end up if you end up getting captured in with any of the big crowds, like tolls, for example, I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about tolls; they pay. You've got an SPA, they they pay you, and they pay you yeah. reasonably quickly too. It used to be fourteen days when I had the two trucks yeah. running on the cart and car parts. It was it was fourteen days, but yeah. the rates and aren't I think that's the, the, the rates aren't they are trying fantastic yeah, though. Yeah. But they weren't yeah, fan, the rates weren't fantastic. Yeah, it's I good found that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you could go and you could you know and once you, and once you get known and once people know where you are and you get yourself on a set run. Getting freight becomes easier and easier, but it, you, it's, you've got to do more than just have freight. You've got to have freight that pays you. Yes. And then you've yeah. You know, and then you've got to have you know you'll you'll have a few odd jobs that you might do that'll pay yeah. you really really well you know, and they're That's and right, they're yeah. yours if if you can if you can if you can get that. But I mean, we're looking at the situation now where we've got these bloody load boards that are coming out. Yeah, um, like this freight shift and all that sort of thing. Now, I'm not saying any of these guys are doing anything wrong, you know, but at sometimes it ends up being a bit of a duck, Dutch auction where, you know, I might say I can do a job for a price. Rob says he can do the same job for a different price and and Craig yeah, says he can right, do the yeah. job for a um, price. And yeah, we end yeah, up... Oh, the... man, he, he's, tried, he's tried, like, um, a certain well-known platform of that. And yeah. he... Yeah, you know, um, originally when he first got onto it, probably when it started about ten years ago. Yeah, he got a um, few good jobs out of it, and then you know because they liked the way Dad done it or Dad done a good job for him. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they stopped putting it on low and they just ring Dad. But yeah, yeah, it, um, yeah, the old man he give up on um, that certain website. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago now, because yeah, like what you're saying, like um, he was at because. Uh, Mum and Dad are based down in New South Wales, where I grew up, um, yep. and he he got a um, load up here. Like it was a, like um, four or five tractors to come to a farm up in the Burdekin sort of thing, yeah. um, and it was all it was all but ready to go. Like Dad had put the given old mate his rate, and old mate was like, "Yeah, yeah, come round to um, you know they're getting loaded here." Um, so be there on that day, and Dad turned up there on that day, and it, with the truck and everything, and you know there's there there's no one at that farm where he was picking these tractors up, and yeah. you know, you know, Dad not being not breaking in or trespassing, but you know, while Dad was walking around looking for something, and he yeah. waited a bit in case someone wasn't got like, held up coming home to help Dad load or whatever, and yeah. the, tra- the tractors were there. Dad could see all four tractors he was going to load, 
And so Dad sat there for about two hours. He reckons he gave up and then went home because it wasn't too far away from home where he was supposed to load this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but he never heard. You know, he tried ringing the fella a couple of times on and off, and he just never heard from him again. And Dad yeah. goes, "Well, I reckon he kept his ad up on load shift because I stopped looking, and he got a better rate." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes a bit of a race to the bottom, doesn't it? The problem yeah. is that I, I don't know how they do it because the rates what it is for a reason in the sense that it's it, to be honest, the rates low and it probably be nice if it went up a bit. The general sort of rates on freight, but yeah. um, but having said that, there's always someone who goes, "Oh, that looks like good work." Yeah, I'll go in there yeah. off them a bit less, you know, and then yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's how good work gets ruined, button people. Yeah, exactly, that, exactly. Realise that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, and, 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 and say, like the, the price you offer also sometimes, like yeah, you might get the work for your price, but the price you offer um, might end up how you get treated when you're loading said stuff, and where you unload, how you get treated where you unloaded as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. Some of my best work I got by accident. <laughs> you know, it just happened to be in the right place at the right time, standing beside the right place, you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and, like, uh, just contacts or, or – I mean, and you never know when you're going to get a contact or how you're going to get a contact, but um, yeah. the direct contacts make the world of difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like these uh, these load boards and apps and things like that, I mean, they, they, they can be of assistance at times, but you wouldn't want to rely on them. It's, no, they're, uh, probably, they're probably all right if you – um, I, I don't know, just for argument's sake, say you're here in Townsville um, and you were originally going to get ahead for a full load down to Rockhampton or something, but then you picked up, you know, half a dozen pallets or something that covered your fuel or mm. stuff just to get you there. Like, uh, um, that's the first mistake running. right there. That's the first mistake <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't run to cover your fuel because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Having said that, sometimes you have to do that to get you out of somewhere that there is no freight coming out of uh, somewhere that yeah, yeah, actually is freight available. Yeah, that, that's yeah. probably the way. I'm but, but you don't want to be. Yeah, you don't want to. Don't be, want to get in that habit all the time. That's yeah. right. But mm. but I know what you're going to say. Like if, if you're in that situation and you look on the one of those boards and there's you know a, a pallet going from A to B and it's not too far out of the way, you know it might be worth quoting on that just to see if you can grab that little you know, extra couple hundred bucks to make it a worthwhile trip. Yeah. yeah. I used uh, to I used to snot myself up something serious out of, out of Melbourne and run yep. across to Adelaide with loads of just absolute, they were dog's breakfast, taut line of curtains, hide a multitude of sins, let me put it that way. Yep. And you, you know, and I used to spend half a day running around picking stuff up and half a day running around delivering it. But yep. I could quite happily run back empty out of Adelaide and still make more than blokes that were loading both ways. Yeah, yeah. You, know, yep. you know, and it just all depends on what you know and what you do. And obviously, you build the you, if you build the reputation for a bit of reliability with your service, yep. and those personal relationships make all the difference. And that's where, uh, you know, as an owner driver, it's worthwhile. Every every bit that you pour into the business, you reap the reward for personally. On the other yeah, side yeah, of it, right, yeah. on the other side of it, everything that goes wrong in your business, you paid the price for it personally. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I, can, I can never, I'll never forget having to explain to my wife at the time why we weren't going on a trip because I'd just blown up a gearbox. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, sort uh, of being on the 
kid, kids end of that situation with the old man as well. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, like I've seen, seen the lows and highs, like when Dad was still on the pot plants, and it's probably yeah. what really ingrained it in me is um, Dad actually broke his back. My young, my younger sister, she was only probably 18 months at the time, and yeah. sitting on Dad's knee on the couch while we're watching the supercars or something, and yeah. she decides she's got wings. So Dad's gone, yeah. oh, yeah, he's yeah. head on a kid. Sort of thing, gone out, grabbed her, and split one of his um, one of his business back straight down. So um, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, just the sudden weight of catching my sister, and then the angle that he had his back on the doctor reckoned. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, um, Caleb was in year nine, starting year ten about then, and missed out on a bit of school. <laughs> Well, the yeah. other thing, the, the other thing I'd say too is, if you're ever going to do it, you, you want to look at your insurance properly, as we said. But loss of income yeah. insurance has got to be something yeah. you'd have to consider because um, I had a an accident on the fifth of January this year, like a work at work, yeah. when I say overhead oh, and wrecked, wrecked, arm there. Yeah, yeah. wrecked the shoulder and bloody wrecked the knee and tore the cartilage in my knee and wrecked my shoulder, and yeah. I have just got back to work in the last month. So yep. if I was an owner driver, I would be rooted. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, and yeah. it would be the, and it's through no fault of your own. It was just a bloody accident, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the downside. Yeah. Look, we you, you you sort of hope for the best, but you've got to prepare for the worst. That's and, right. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes, at, look, I've I've spoken to uh, Mark Brown about this several times. Mark Brown is the TBI insurance at, at Wagga. He's a broker and he does transport yep. insurance. He's a specialist transport insurer. And yep. But he does cars and all sorts of things as well. But yep. the one thing that Brownie will tell you is that the you know the people don't want things in their policy because it's going to cost them a few bucks. The problem with it is, is when you go, when you have, the, when, when things go sideways, the things That's that cost need, you a few yeah. bucks... Right, are the yeah. things that save you, you know. You crash your That's car, right. but you but you didn't have the hire car part in your insurance policy because you saved a hundred bucks, and that's yeah, all right yeah, now. To... <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you've crashed your car and it's off the road for a month, a um, hundred bucks is pretty cheap for all the taxis and Ubers and bus fares, and yeah. it's just the pure inconvenience. Yeah, yeah no, just I, the pure I, inconvenience. I definitely, definitely say loss loss of income or income protection insurance for the business, but also. Yeah. Um, like private workers, workers' compensation, because a lot of owner drivers and a lot of people who work for themselves generally, no matter what industry, uh, yeah. if, if it's a one-man band, they tend yeah. to not insure themselves for uh, yeah. workers' compensation. Yeah. Uh, if you've got employees, you, you have to. But uh, yeah. if you're a, a one-man band, you you have to get a policy, but you don't actually have. I mean, you have to get a policy that covers you, but you don't actually have to say that you're earning an income, so therefore it doesn't cost you anything to, have, to hold the policy. Yeah. But it's also worth nothing if you if you if something happens. Um, so you've got to treat yourself like an employee. So you've got to pay yourself properly. Mm. You've got to do like do all the things you do as if you were an employee of your business, which mm. includes right. workers workers' compensation insurance. Because and the that, superannuation. And the yeah, superannuation. All that stuff, exactly, yeah. Don't yeah. give themselves... Uh, yeah. Look, it's a it's it's a nice thing. And look, if someone said to me, Mick, I'll give you back your old T six hundred, right? The thing would be parked in my driveway in five minutes flat. I'll tell you now. Yep. But um, having said that, you know, we three have been there and done it, and we know the, the risks, and we've 
it's we, we have got an experience level with it. I mean, I've been out of the out of the loop for a long time as an owner driver, but it wouldn't take very long to get back into it. There are other ways to do it, though. You don't have to have semi-trailers. There are smaller vehicles that you can have as well these days and still make good, a good wit out of it. So uh, don't yeah, lock yourself right, yeah. into... Like a Yaris. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But they they well, reckon that uh, like they call it last mile, last mile transport, which is obviously an yep. Americanism. But yep. uh, yeah, but there's, there's a fair bit of money in that, like because obviously the, uh, the the concept, I suppose, that they're ultimately aiming for with transport is to have transport hubs, and whether it's trains or trucks or whatever it might be, doing the yep. interstate and the, the long distance trips. Um, at the end of the day, everything was go to a hub, and then you got that sort of last mile delivery to you know whether yep. it's DC or you know it could be individual drops. I don't, I don't know, but the, yep. the freight itself. So yeah, that um, the idea of a smaller vehicle doing that last mile stuff, they reckon yeah. actually is a, is a really growing industry or part of yeah. the industry. Um, yeah, because we've that, always... I mean, just depends where you want to be, though. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, most of us out here, or most of us probably listening to, are all sort of sitting out on the highway at the moment, or uh, or normally are out on the highway, and uh, that's the allure. You know, that's the thing. You know, be out there yeah. doing the, the long distance stuff. Oh, I yeah. reckon I, I, if I got stuck doing laps around Sydney every day, I reckon I'd probably neck someone by the end of the week. Look, Mike, um, doing laps around towns, so when when I, when when I'm stuck in in town doing local, like doing all the hospitals yeah. and all that kind of thing, there yeah. traffic drives me. Wild, just in Townsville. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I hear Townsville uh, peak hours pretty bad. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially on the ring road right now, they got it down to one lane for the new bit. And oh no, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah oh, I'll actually be in Townsville next weekend, Paulina. Yeah. Oh right, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, got a wedding um, to go to, so I'll be up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, on the other hand, like uh, it's because we go down to. Um, Bulwara, like I'm going to Bull, leaving for Bulwara Island on Monday. Um, yeah. But we go down to Kooragang and Port Kembla as well yep. with the tankers. Um, and I, I, I think it's probably because like I grew up going up and down the Pacific Highway and driving through Brisbane with Dad. Um, yeah. Going through Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, I, I no stress. Yeah. Um, a lot of the blokes that are local to Townsville, I grew up locally and stuff. They hate going down there. Yeah. Like, you Townsville drivers are nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know so I didn't like the coast road. Go on, sorry. Yeah, I, w- I worked for a guy out in uh, Western Victoria for a while. Well, so I worked for him. I was, I was subcontracted to him over my own truck. And um, and it was the same. It was He absolutely refused to even go to Melbourne. And, and yeah. even Melbourne, he wasn't even going through Melbourne. He was only going to the, uh, the west side of Melbourne. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if, he, if he got over the gate, over the uh, the west gate bridge, it was, you know, a bit of a bit of a uh, day out in the, in the paddock for him. But, uh, yeah. but he hated it. He, 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 if he had to go further than Geelong, he'd be going, you do that load, because I, yeah. I don't want to go near suburbia. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, mate, I remember having to drive through Geelong, because my business when I owned it was based down at Waterball in Western Victoria. Yes, all right. And yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I carted a bit for Ryan's, and I carted a bit for K&S, and, yep. you know, and uh, ingots out of the port and all that sort of thing. And uh, having to drive through Geelong at the time was an absolute nightmare from Warren Ponds all the way through the other side. All those traffic lights up and down the hills. <laughs> oh, just absolutely dire, but just drove me friggin' nuts, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, and, like, and, like, and, like Hills Road now in the tanker. Like, yeah. I love the North Neck Tunnel. I don't get to use it, 
but because everyone else is, Pennant Hills Road's not a bad road to go down these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pennant Hills Road's all right. I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to hate it. Pennant yeah. Hills Road used to just do my head in. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not that bad a run now. I was down at Geelong the other week and I uh, had to drive around and I, I drove around the outside of Geelong around that ring road. And I'm thinking to myself, yep. how nice would this have been when I was oh, down yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Always you know, when you, when you, you used to come up past Cadinia Park there and you get to the almost to the top of the hill near that last uh, traffic lights before the top of yeah. the hill. And it's like, yeah. you're going to start off in Bong Kong just to try and get over the hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, no, it was a nightmare in its day. Yeah, I used to do the same thing. I, I used to do a lot of uh, like being able to people work into um, into the port of Geelong there and uh, into the, well, the old uh, grain elevators board, uh, grain corp. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that bypass was a godsend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's unreal. Yeah. I've just yeah. got a message from Tony Fulton. Yes. I mate, Tones, he wants to know if it's okay to come on the show for a little while. Well, we might, um, yeah, yeah we probably can... would be. We'll have to go to a bit of a song and, um, yeah, and uh, finish up our Tommy with Rob and Carla. Yeah, clog too many. Fun, unless, 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 unless Rob wants to stay on for a little bit, you... I actually better go, I think, after this one. So, I've, uh, yeah, I've got something planned in about 15 minutes. So, all right, eh? <laughs> yep, yep, you go and wash your hair or plait your dog or something. <laughs> Neither of those, but yeah, yeah something like that. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we'll we'll we'll, we'll slip off oh, to I've it. We'll slip off to yeah, we'll have a date with me three year old before she goes to bed. <laughs> well, that'd be a good <laughs> idea, mate. That I reckon that's a date you can't miss. Well, look, thanks for joining us on the show, Rob. We, uh, we oh, appreciate you coming on. Oh, absolute, and, uh, absolute pleasure. Don't be a stranger, mate. We'll uh, we'll catch you about. Yeah, no, awesome. I'd love to come back on again if you'd uh, willing to have me. Yeah, that'd no, be oh, good. Be more sure, than happy yeah. to. Sure, do yeah, no, very good. Oh, right. thanks, guys, and uh, thanks, Carl, for your questions too. No, all right, thank, thank you, fellas. Um, thanks you. for all the tips and everything for a young fellow. Appreciate it's it. It's all right. Um, <laughs> no yeah. worries at all, Carl. Uh, follow your heart. If you want to do it, do it. But I mean, be sensible. Yeah, that's about right. It. But uh, that's yeah. right. But yeah. you know, it's. It's one of these things that gets ingrained, I think. If, if you've grown up with trucks, or I actually didn't grow up with trucks in the sense that my family had nothing to do with trucks. But, um, you know, I used to be reading Truck and Life magazine when I was, what, eight years old. And it was always, got... every month, you know, on one of these days, one of these days. And to tell you a quick story about, about that. If, you you uh, got your subscription, have you, Rob? I actually haven't. I'm going to do that because I, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of, yeah. Now it's back out in the shelves. <laughs> now it's back in the shelves. I will do that. But thank you for mentioning it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you a little quick one. Okay. The, the truck, I, I, when I was, oh, geez. Um, so 1984 it was, so I would have been 12 at that stage, but but I was a, a, a veteran collector of trucking life by that stage. Yeah. Um, and I had, you know, various posters, and, and I think it was, uh, I want to say September. I could check it, but I'm not right at the second. Uh, but anyway, whatever month it was, there'd been a truck on the cover in about August, which I really liked. And then about a month or two months later, it was rig of the month. And I got the poster of it and I put this picture up on the wall. It was a, a silver blue colored W model. Yep. And, yep. uh, and I was absolutely in love with this thing. And this thing was probably a place in my bedroom wall. And that was that, you know, it was there right through high school. You know, always, every time I looked in the bedroom, it was just this picture of this W model. Well, when I finally bought a truck, my first truck that I ever bought was a W model. Yeah. And um, and this is like years later, like 
we're talking 20 years later, probably a bit more than that, but we won't talk about ages. Um, but a long time later, I bought the first truck. I bought the W model. And uh, anyway, it was a white W model, high-rise sleeper, you know, all kitted out. And uh, I did the – eventually got around to ringing Kenworth up and running the uh, – Running the the uh, the build number past them to see if I could find out the original specs, original owner, and to where it was sold and things like that. And um, they gave me all the details on it, and they said it was owned by a fellow by the name of um, uh, Alan Henderson. Right. And I thought to myself, I've read that. I know that name. I know yeah. that name. And I've racked my brains, couldn't think of it. And I eventually started going through sort of old issues of trucking life and things from when I was a kid and uh, and found it. And that truck was that truck. It didn't look yeah, right. like it. it. I literally bought the truck that was on my wall as a kid in the poster. Mm-hmm. Wow. Had, <laughs> had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had no idea when I bought the thing. But, uh, yeah, as it turned out, it was that was the truck. Yeah, yeah so, wow. Um, so you know, like if you if you've got that in you to to to, to own a truck and you you're that sort of you know you, you you've got the passion for the industry and the passion for the job, then you know as long as you do it in a sensible fashion, yeah, 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 do it. It's 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 very very fulfilling, or can be yeah. very very fulfilling. And yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd yeah I'd, I'd I'd never tell anyone they shouldn't do it. Unless of course yeah. they're they're not prepared to do it. You know, if, you, if yeah. you've got the work ethic and like you've you've got your history with your um, you know, what you've done in the army and what you've done with uh, you know mechanics in general, the mechanical ability you've got, that makes it ten times easier. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. Um, but uh, yeah, if if you if you want to do it, I mean, obviously in a sensible fashion, and you know, it, it's all about money at the end of the day. But yeah. follow your dreams and do it. Yeah, that's right. It's, oh, a, right. it, it, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of good times. There's some hard times, but there's funny stories and you you good mates and you know it can, can yep. it can give you a life. It can give you a life. It really can. Mm. I mean, I Absolutely. can't complain too much. I put put my kids through school, so yeah, you know, put me put, put me and my sisters through school. I know that much. Yep. Yeah. All right then. Well, let's yep. have a song and we'll 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 wrap it up. Thanks right, once again, Rob. Thanks, Carla. Yep. My pleasure. Uh, right. I'll Thanks. talk to you. Talk to you again. Thanks for your time, guys.
Welcome back, everybody. We're back. And another special guest. Oh, mate, Tones. How are you, Tones? I'm pretty well, mate. How's yourself? All right. When are you going to go and get your fangs fixed, mate? I noticed you shot a couple of fangs there. Ah, oh, well, you obviously didn't watch my videos today, did you? Jeez. Which, I, which, I, came I, up I with... maybe didn't watch it all the way through, maybe. <laughs> I came up with an idea. I've got some blue tack and some glue, and uh, I'm going to get the old denture in there just for the TV show that I'm going on for the next week. So yep. hopefully that gets me through. Yeah, I know. They're terribly yeah. expensive, these dentists, aren't they? Uh, they're not in Vietnam. That's why I went over there to get all the jaw work done and that type of stuff. So. Oh, and then come back to Australia with the blue tack. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's all a work in progress. But, um, yeah, eventually I'll, I'll have nice teeth again one day. Yeah, yeah old so, mate Darren Pincini's over there getting a bit of work done at the moment too. Oh, righty, eh? Oh, maybe yeah. saw some of my stuff. There you go. No, no, he's okay. been he's been backwards and forwards a few times. He, he reckoned it's all right. I'd be a bit scared to be. I mean, by the time right, you fly mate. over there, and by the time you fly over there and do it, I don't know. Oh, but, I mean, but the whole thing is it, it's the experience at the same time. Like it, it's a beautiful country to travel. So, you know, we're, and the dentists, the doctors and stuff there, I won't buy it. Yeah, no, no, no. different Australia, and I I, I definitely recommend it and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I say, it's still a work in progress, but um, yeah, eventually we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, no, I just I was wild, wildly amused. So you've got you've got Adventure All Stars. I saw I saw the video you did there of you reading a bit of a brief passage out of the magazine with your uh, your bit there. I saw that earlier this afternoon. That was funny. And, oh uh, yeah, the the Trucking Life magazine. That's right. Yeah, that's the one yeah. there. That's, yeah. that's the one. Finally got my hands on uh, on on a edition yesterday. So um, oh, it's no. a bloody it's a bloody great read. And I tell you what, you guys, you've done extremely well with that, eh? Well, we'd like, like to think so. We had a bit <laughs> yeah. of a crack at it. We had a crack. Yeah. No, we had no, a crack. Give it, give yourselves a pat on the back <clears> for that one for sure. <laughs> it's uh. It's a great read, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure most of the listeners already know that because they've got a copy. Um, yeah. We've had, we've had. <clears throat> it's a, it seems as though there's been a little bit of a challenge getting things out in a reasonable time frame. Australia Post isn't very consistent about where their delivery times are, are they, Craig? That, they, that is oh, true. Yeah. We do. There have been some issues there, and I must must stress to people too when you sign up to um, put your actual address there. That'd be handy. Mm. Jeez, no. if only you guys knew a transport company that could do it better. Mm. Jeez, put your heads together. Get rid of it. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you it's... what, to find someone else that can distribute to every house in Australia would be pretty nah. tough. No, I've, I've been playing the merchandise game a little bit and I, I had a girl hit me up going, oh, I haven't seen it. Haven't seen, you know, It took three weeks for like yeah. a hoodie to turn up, so... I yeah. totally understand where you guys are at. But at the same time, too, the amount of people that hit me up before the truck show saying they'd already got their copies in Tasmania, yeah. I was like, well, it works sometimes. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you're running around all over the place, and uh, what do you, you? it's a bit hard to, to sort of make the thing land where you're going to be, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> oh, for me? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, you. Right. 
<laughs> that is true, yeah. Mind you, yeah. we were at the same truck show the other week, and, uh, geez, that, that was a big truck show, wasn't it? Mm. So, yeah, well, I sort of half expected to see you turn up down there, and I quite happily handed you one, but yeah, we all just got just smashed, and we were all doing our own thing, and went off its head, that truck show. Biggest oh, yeah, truck show in the Southern Hemisphere now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I reckon it's the best, to be honest. Like, I've, I've been to a few truck shows, and... So, uh, you have bike and is Yogi yeah. still there? Yep. No, but um, no, he's 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 at another show tonight, so he's yeah, he's ah oh, right. Don't know if he's coming in anymore shortly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but, you've uh, been to a lot of shows, and I have too. And you go know, that that's one that you put in your calendar. You go, I want to go to that one, mm. and mm. they just do it so well. It's got the vibe though, hasn't it? That one, it just it does. Does. yeah. And and I th- I think the fact that um. People can just leave their trucks on the street and enjoy themselves throughout the day, you know, have a beer and that sort of stuff and don't have to worry about it till the next morning. That yep. that makes a big difference just for the drivers to, to really enjoy the time. Mm. So. Well, there's a lot of companies send a lot of gear up there. I, I think they might have to put a little bit of a limit on some of a cap. No. <laughs> Go bigger. Go bigger? Go bigger. Oh, we do have to yeah, realise, right. I suppose, that there's probably, I mean, I don't I don't want to throw the mockers on it, but there's probably not everyone in casinos 100% happy that you can't get the shoulders. <laughs> no. You couldn't no, move down No, definitely not there. the people trying to get out of the Aldi or, or the um, yeah. Woolworth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the coffee shops and the little takeaways and all that sort of thing, they'd be, they'd be loving it because the foot traffic would be pretty good. Oh. but. You know, some of some of the other people might have had a little bit of a challenge, and uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Generally, people that don't care about trucks. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, how but, can uh, that? How can that be? Well, everybody should care. Well, have, have you met it. truck drivers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I could understand. Ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. so you were you were over in Tassie working for our old mate Darren Quinn driving around that was it four oh nine or something, was it? Four oh eight or something? Four oh nine, yeah. With, with Darren, yeah. So I was meant yeah. to do two weeks with him, it ended up being three months. So Yep. Um but yeah, I mean beautiful family, great job and um yeah, I'd highly recommend like people going over to Tasmania and doing that experience and there's plenty of companies over there um yeah, I, mean, I still get text messages now from uh pe- people that i call mates um to this day now that that want me to come back over and just have a beer and have have a laugh and that sort of stuff and there's companies that no i was about to swear them but um no damn they you could Walk off the boat and have a job that afternoon driving a truck and dog or, or something like that. Like there's that mm. much work driving a truck down in Tasmania. It's ridiculous. Mm. And what's the what's the? the I mean, I I'm a I'm a Tassie boy. I grew up in Tasmania. My brother still lives down in Launceston mm. and uh, drives for a, a company down there. I probably shouldn't name, but but um, he he's got a good job. Just runs up and down the coast, carting boxes and down to Hobart and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, no, there's a few. Uh, I mean, my first truck job and job out was was uh, I'd first time ever drove a big truck was a log truck over there. Um, so, I mean, as you say, there's plenty of plenty of going. You went down to Sorrell to the show. You went to Bishano. You went up to Derby, I think, to the tin mine, didn't you? 
Yeah, I've, I've been to a lot of places, but I haven't I haven't finished down there yet. There's just so much to do. And, um, so is the Winnebago still there. down there? It is. It's actually at Quinn's Yard. So, oh, right, eh? <laughs> yeah, so D- Darren was fine with that. He, he goes, yeah, leave it here as long as you want, mate. Well, right, and, eh? and a man. So um, when I get back down there in a couple of weeks to go uh, meet up with the puppies again because she's not allowed to go on the Adventure All-Stars. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'll go down there, do a little bit more travelling for a uh, couple of weeks, maybe drive a truck or two. And, right. Um, and then, yeah, come back to the mainland do harvest. So, righto, yeah. righto, righto. I've often thought, you, you know, you could just go up to uh, sort of Mission Beach or something like that and just park up there for the sugarcane season. They just do yeah. the cane season in North Queensland. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I reckon and, that, yeah, that, that's something you could do for sure. And yeah. uh, it's, a, it's the van lifestyle is something I suppose that would appeal to some and it wouldn't appeal to others. That uh, you know, I, 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 uh, it'd appeal to me. I reckon I'd be quite happy with it. A lot of people like to have their roots, though, don't they? Yeah, mind you, you the missus has to allow you to do that. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of missus, are you still flying solo? I sure am, mate. Yeah, otherwise I couldn't live this lifestyle. I would have thought so. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you did have a girlfriend there for a while, mate, didn't you? Oh. Yeah, maybe <laughs> a few years ago, maybe. Yeah. I just oh, sorry, mate. I probably shouldn't. Have been you, that you're bringing up old bloody wounds now, mate. Jeez. Jeez. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. In private I'm... conversation. Cross. Just, sorry, just say. <laughs> It's just us. It's just us three, mate. There's no yeah, one else. Tony, just say coconuts. That's our That's code word for him to shut up. Hey, coconuts, shut up. I'm sorry. I just, just. No, it means no, move on. Mike's in, in the media, so he always wants to drum up something for a bit of controversy. Yeah, bit of so controversy. Yeah. Bit of bit of yeah. controversy. Bit of controversy. No, no, it's all good. So, so you go adventure. Let's talk about adventure all stars. How did you get onto that? Who's how, I mean, you got to raise ten grand to even get a start, don't you? You do, I mean, yeah. So, um, so it, it was actually at, Anita at, at Beep It Up Australia, which uh, I'm an ambassador for. Yeah. Um, yeah, she came up with the concept and, and was speaking to Adventure All Stars and um, the the parent company of Beep It Up Australia is um, Australian Horizon Foundation. So, um, like, bang, yep, we'll. Uh, raise the money for that and yep. um, yeah so the the reward I suppose for, for raising 10 grand for your charity is to be on the show so um, yeah we've got that and luckily I've, I've got a few good mates who um, decided to sponsor me that's Hanson yep. Honey Brady Talbot uh, Wayne Grado Cool Rooms and Estivation and I tip in money for on behalf of Truckwiz as well so uh, yep. Pretty well got me to the ten grand, which, which was good because I I don't like begging people for money, so yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's what's got us there. And and tomorrow we fly out to Sydney, and um, I have no idea what happens from there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of so, the fun. So. so anything could happen. You could be on a you could be on a bus to uh, Liverpool, or you could be on a plane to somewhere else. Yeah, for all I know, we might. Go to a bloody um, 
you know, a, a truck training place and everyone jumps in a truck for a day. So yeah. it, it could be anything because um, companies donate their stuff to the charity. So everything's charity organised, uh, orientated, I suppose. And yeah, yeah so, so we could go skydiving one day. We could go horseback mm. riding. And oh. then we we could end up at a bloody brewery drinking some beers. So, so what? Are, what you obviously don't know what's going on. When, when there's when's this going to be aired on telly? Do you know? Oh, I think it'll be about this time next year because last the filming from last year, the seasons are getting played at the moment. So right. Um, so, so I think roughly twelve months. So what's the idea beyond, what's the idea of it? You, you go out there and you have these competitions and there's a winner at the finish or what is it just, you're just going to go out and carry on like two Bob watches? What's the story? Yeah, it's, it's definitely not like a survivor type scenario. No, yeah. it's um, just things that, uh, you know, they'll put out there and uh, they're, they're sort of challenges, I suppose. Like um, I watched the episode last night from last season or this season and, um, you know, there was abseiling and stuff and people were like, nah, not doing that. They went up the Story Bridge in Brisbane and, you know, had to stand out on, you know, a plank and, you know, you know so it's, it's sort of just challenging yourself and, and doing some cool stuff. Um, so really it's it, it's basically a reward for, um, you know, raising money for, for your charity, I guess. All right. So you, you've raised the money, so now we're just going to go out and have a little bit of fun and, and uh, and sort of promote the whole thing. Is that the yeah. that's that's what it is. So you're yeah, a, you're sure. an ambassador for Beef It Up Australia, and Anita Donlan uh, has got a bit of history. You've I know that you run around and you you, they, you go to the towns and you, you get some music people, and there's a comedian I think as well isn't there. You go out and put on a show, yeah, and, and what's all that about? Yeah, so it's it's about uh, promoting basically rural towns and communities and that sort of stuff. And for the most part, we go to places that haven't had good times, um, yep. you know, in recent history, whether that be um, mental health or you know, floods or fires and that sort of thing, and they, they might be struggling. So um, we like to go out to those places, hear their stories and, you know, at, you know put a put a night on for the people, you know, just... Yep. A bit of fun, you know, just getting people together and just enjoy a night. That's that's what we uh, try and do, I suppose. And you know, sometimes it's tough. And gee, for some of the stories you hear when when you're out in the road doing those things, it's uh, it's a bit difficult. But for the most part, you you're doing it for the right things. And if, if someone else gets something out of it, that's that's all that matters. Yeah. That's uh, that's what it comes down to, I suppose. Basically, trying to make a difference in those communities. You've been doing that for a while now, haven't you? The beef it up. Yeah, I, yeah, probably two and a half years, three years, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it it's sort of good that I've been able to align myself with with a good charity, um, with good people as well, but that have a good heart and you know, they're not in it for the money or anything like that. It's um, yeah. it, it's a really good place to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the communities just need that little bit of a kickstart again, don't they? Yeah. Oh, bloody ice. 
Like, yeah. it's, you know, you get sort of caught up in their own little world of, um, mm. you know, what's happened in those, whether it be drought or whatever, and just to change it up a bit can get the whole community back together again. Oh, for sure, yeah. And at times I feel isolated and, um, you know, that no one cares because mm. you go to some places that, you know, 150 people live there, but it's over a 150K area, yeah. you know, so... You know, when, it, when you're able to get them all to a pub or something like that, enjoy each other's company, and there's people that haven't seen each other for years, and you've got to commit. I do bugger all. Like, I bring nothing to the table, to be honest. But, but it's um, an event. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's, you know, you've got a comedian, a little bit of music. I'll talk a little bit of garbage, like, as I'm doing right now. You know, and you know, it's, it's about interacting with everyone and, you know, I don't like the word safe place, but it's, um, you know, just somewhere where everyone can get away from their problems for a little bit and just enjoy themselves. So mm. that, that's pretty well what we aim for most of the time. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad way to look at it either. I don't think, you know, I mean, you just say safe space is a bit of a, bit of a cliche these days. But, yeah. but sometimes, but sometimes being able to get together with people and just let your hair down a little bit and have a bit of a relax, sometimes that's all you need just to break the cycle of, oh, of, of we, what's going on in your life. And it doesn't matter where you grow up or what you've done. We all need that. You need yeah. somewhere to let your hair down and not give a fat rat's clacker about the rest. Yeah. Just, <laughs> even for, for a short period of time. Even yeah. just a, a, a way to switch off. Yeah. Yeah, bloody eyes. Yeah. yeah. Or or just change the rhetoric of what's going on at that present time. Yeah. 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 So good work. Yeah. Good work, mate. Yeah. No, no, good, good work. Yeah. It's all good. The uh the uh so where's the puppy starting at the moment? Uh she's down in Tasmania at the moment with dad. Oh um, right, eh? Yeah. She she's had a rough month. The poor old puppies. Uh, yeah, because I went across to Vietnam and got the teeth done and, you know, had a bit of a holiday there. So she was at, at mum's and then went to her friend's and then I came back and now she's in Tassie. So um, I sort of feel like a bit of a dick for uh, <laughs> doing this to her. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, getting back to Tasmania, getting in the Winnebago with the puppies and just, you know, Going back to normal life to a certain extent, yeah. yeah. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to get back to it. So, how's truck whiz going, mate? Uh, we're we're poking along, yeah. So we're we're in the process of um, basically rebuilding the app. So, right, eh? uh, and as much we didn't want to have to do it is um, basically because of the the map. Map system that we have to put our stuff on top of, they changed all the dynamics. So we we had to come into play on that. So we sort of, it's very frustrating, but we're just treading water basically to to get ourselves, it end up a better place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know how much I can really say on this without getting in trouble, to be honest. So, um, but but no, it's, it's going quite well. 
you know, you, you use a mic, so it's uh, it works and it, it still is the best navigation for trucks in Australia. I've got no doubt about it. Well, so, I've, I've got to say that when I do use uh, uh, an app to have a bit of a look around, I do use the TruckWiz app. That's that's been my preference. I mean, I don't have a, a Garmin in the truck anymore. But having said that, um, I I, uh, I tend to stay on the same bits of road now, so it's not it's not really uh, I don't really have much call for it. But I I would recommend. I mean, particularly with the, the amount of crap that we've had going on in Sydney lately with the overhyped bridges oh, and things like that. Geez. Yeah. I mean, uh, a couple of bucks for something that's going to save your ass on on that is probably. Yeah, money well spent. Mm. Oh, bloody seems, like we've been, seems like we've been giving all of our sponsors a plug tonight, doesn't it, Craig? It does, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's getting a plug. Yeah, well, there you go. But, yeah, I mean, mm. like on the Sydney stuff with the tunnel side, that, that's been a problem for many years, to be honest. And, yeah. and TruckWiz excels in that area. So it's you know, a scenario that if you put in – argument say you know the tunnels a lot of truck drivers do let's say you're 4.5 yep. high you go yep you can get through the you can get through the first tunnel because 4.6 but the second tunnel the airport tunnel that's 4.4 bang you're yeah. done you're so done. Yep. yeah so truck whiz actually just it knows by the height just yep. goes around the whole lot it'll look like garbage like, <laughs> like on the maps going why the hell do you go there but it's correct yeah. yeah, and you know, particularly like I've, I've seen is, is several, several eight businesses now where um, you don't even have to go through the tunnel. So long as you stop, they they register that truck for six months. Yeah, even yeah. if you yeah. just go past the signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've got no CGM, huh? and no. they. That's the that's the basis behind the whole NHVR thing now. They refer all that stuff straight to Transport for New South Wales, and basically, mm. as soon as that happens, Transport for New South Wales write them up. And the reason why is because the general public have just got the shits with it. It brings the city to a standstill. Oh, it, it does. But I, I mean, <coughs> there's a couple of ways to look at it too. Yeah, well, Sydney actually have a and a system there that is... Oh, what's going on in the background there? Sorry. Got a bit of noise going on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What? You're watching, watching TikTok, are you, Mike? Is that what's no, going on? No, there? no, no, no. I was <laughs> trying to... I was trying to... Trying to have a bit of a cough, I'm a bit driving, a little bit of a bit of, a bit of whiskey hit, that went down the wrong way, mate. Sorry, you hit, you hit the wrong button, did you? Yeah. No, Bloody no. Up. What I did, what I did was I had a sip, and a, and a little bit of whiskey went down the down the wrong hole. <laughs> and I'm trying not to choke, and you know, I had to take me take me headphone off with that with the microphone on it and have a big. Oh right, and, you don't have uh, a cough button. Jeez, you guys are no, primitive. No. He does <laughs> Craig does. I don't. Uh, so you know. Anyway, there you go. Sorry, I had a bloody fly the other week. Bloody flew straight into me mouth. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. well, well, maybe you get on to this one, Craig. He, he needs the bloody "I'm an old man, I stuff up" button. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. I need. Yeah, well, we do. Yeah, normally we can cut him off before that, but mm. 
the old the yeah. fl- fly down the throat thing, but you, you know the whiskey thing. What <laughs> you could learn how to drink properly. Yeah, well, I've, I've been known to I've been known to choke on my own spit, mate. You, yeah. you ask you ask yourself, you know, do, do you deserve to continue to live when you start choking on your own spit? That's that's Jane, a problem. Wouldn't a live video stream be perfect in that scenario? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. That'd be well, great much, for your promos. We did this the other night. We had the live live um, Facebook thing going on while we were while we we're on air. But you've got to be a bit careful because there's a lot of stuff you do while you're off air that you forget about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, one must yeah. tread carefully in these scenarios. <laughs> yes, that's right. And, and it's a funny part about this, you know, people, I don't understand what it is, but people just want to watch that live stuff. I don't know. I I find it quite amazing. There, yeah. there, are guys, there are guys now that are getting on Facebook Live with video of them just driving down the road in the truck. I, to me, I mean, I'm not getting paid, dude. I'm not watching you do it, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but... but... People sit there for hours on end watching people play a video game of yeah. someone driving a truck as well. So, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's a market for everything and maybe you're missing yeah. out, mate. So, <laughs> maybe, maybe we are missing out. Well, you know a bit, bit, bit about that, buddy. Didn't someone, isn't someone after a skin of Solder's truck or something to put on one of those American games, Craig? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Why I don't know, too. I don't know too much about it. I've I've actually watched some of that, not not not, not a lot, but it's um it's an interesting thing that when you see the numbers of the people that are watching, like mm. one, one of our kids, he plays a bit of gaming and's done a little bit of the the oh, it's not the podcast, but you know they go live and yeah, you know, and it's very popular and they actually make money out of it. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been told that there are people making more money out of driving video trucks than make out of driving real ones. Wouldn't surprise. I don't know me. If that's I don't know if it's right. Well, with with the rates in Australia at the moment, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not going there though. No, no, don't, don't, no, 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 no. I, I think your last call has pretty well covered that one pretty well, actually. So, oh well, you know, we try to we try to get into that sort of stuff. It's a bit bit heavy for a Saturday night, but I mean. Like we say, you you've got to know how much it costs, and and the blokes that take the the uh, the lower rates affect all of us. So, you know, what can you say? Oh, bloody ice. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, even the other week when um, you know, I was coming up to say no truck show with my mate, I was trying to chase a load or just something to bring up. There was nothing about. Yeah. Like it's very quiet, <laughs> and um, you know the, the things that did. Drop in my lap, he goes, Yeah, we're not even going to bother doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you had yours, you used to cart for a bloke all the time and you just sort of had that relationship, didn't you? Oh, bloody yes, yeah. And and me and Mick, we still get along great. Like I chatted to him yesterday, we we float ideas off each other all the time. And yeah, but yeah, we had a good relationship that, um, I was his subcontractor, and um, you know he he loaded me first before his trucks and any work that I got, I just gave it straight to him and it like went into the pool. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, I, I had a really good gig with Mick and um, and did quite well out of it too. So, yeah. would you ever think about going back, getting yourself another truck and going back? 
I've got I've got a little idea in my head at the moment that I'm floating, but um, yeah, I'm I'm still just waiting on that one. So yeah, yeah. I'm not giving up too much at the moment, but I've yeah. I've got an idea in my head of, yeah. of something new. So All right. yeah. All right. Well, so we'll watch find out watch this course. space, eh? Hey? Watch the space. Uh, yeah, a little bit bloody. <clears throat> yeah. My, my mate Brendan at um, Wangaratta Cool Rooms at Escalator Hire. There, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm name name dropping sponsors as well. Yeah, good on uh, you. Yeah, you know, he's, he's basically one of my mentors to a to a certain extent. And um, yeah, you know, we're having a bit of a yarn, and he put this idea in my head, and yeah, I think about it more and more, and go. I don't hate this idea. It's not too mm. bad, but I, I don't think the timing's right just mm. yet. So, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but as an owner-operator doing doing that work, particularly like you were, it, there is there's times for really good times, as in, you know, because you've got um, a few down days here and there all over the place, and to get about and have a look around, it, it can be great. Oh no, I, I never had that. You, Didn't you? you haven't met you haven't met Mick Candor. <laughs> so he kept you going. Jesus Christ! I, <clears throat> it, if he had freight, I'm moving. Like I, mm. yeah, and and that was the best part about it. So it but, must have uh, been a fair bit engaged then, was it? As he not uh, oversized. Uh, oh, mainly engaged. Yeah, 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 yeah and pus loading, but a lot of over height. No, um, right, eh? You know, when, and that's sort of my specialty is overheight. Yep. So, you know, when that sort of stuff came up, Mick would organise all his weeks around that my trailer's picking up that to do it because, you know, when you're five metres high going you know, into the middle of Melbourne, yep. there's a lot of crap that you've got to take into play. And Melbourne doesn't have any clearance signs or anything over... Uh, 4.3. So, no. And a lot so, of the 4.6s aren't 4.6s either. No. And even the over-height over routes, like you go around, um, like go around the, the Burnley Tunnel and you come back in, you've got McRobinson's Mc Bridge, which is 4.8. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. I mean, between you and I, yeah, you can get through it five metres, make, just make sure you're in the, the correct <laughs> way. But, <laughs> you know, but... You know, there's so many you know, in, in that type of scenario that, uh, you know, that, that's where I've, uh, I was utilised by Mick for, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, but, I, yeah, me and Mick, like, the way that we work or MK Trucking, fantastic, fantastic. You know, yeah. the only thing that, that F's that up was uh, COVID. So, yeah. COVID, uh, COVID effed a lot of things, I think. Yeah. We don't want to, don't want to start too much on that, I suppose. But uh, no, no, we're not going down that rabbit warren. No, no it's, it's a bit of a, it's a rabbit hole we can leave for another day, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think so. uh, you talk about you know being utilised because of your knowledge. You know, it's not unique knowledge, but it's specialist knowledge. The work you do for over height and things like that. I mean. For me personally, I've been driving around all over the place. Um, the, but knowing the heights of things is something I've never had to worry about, you know. 
four point yep. three meter vans and tankers, you know, on low, yep. you know, low general float on freight on flat tops. I mean, that's been yeah, my yeah. bag, you know, and so uh, yeah. And that that was going to be my point with um the Sydney tunnels and the deep registrations and that type of stuff. That um mm. a lot of a lot of tort liners now come out mm. of four point six. Yeah. Like yeah. That's basically a, a, a legal height. All you need is your class one permit. Yeah, that's that's it. Was yeah. is you just need the gazette. So yeah. anyone can do that. So I think <clears throat> Sydney's system of tunnels is actually um you know, almost obsolete. Like they yeah. actually need to come up to you know, the freight system that we have now. Like to get to Botany, which is you know the the freight hub for the docks and that type of stuff. Like it's it's a joke what they have there. Absolutely, well, you joke. can't go. You, you can't go through the tunnel. You can't go through right. the tunnel. Yeah. 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 So Stony, Stony Creek really... Road, March Road, Fort Shaw Road. That's the way you've got to go. Yeah, so I mean, on the one hand, they're they're saying, yeah, trucks can be at four point six, like that's fine, no worries. But then mm. they're not actually providing the infrastructure to cater for that. Like that, mm. that's where I have the issue on that. And you know, a poor old owner driver, or even just a, a kid driving a truck for a first time going to Sydney and stuffs up, mm. you know, next thing they registered for six months. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, but there's no leeway or even questioning on that it's just bang that's it yeah. you know mm. owner driver does that gets day registered for six months you're bankrupt you're done you're gonna lose your house yeah yeah you know, so mm. yeah it, it, i understand why they're doing it but at the same time the infrastructure needs to be better yeah and it can't change quickly enough to mm. to keep up with the, the different vehicles coming out it's it's like no. The length of um, like AB triples and things getting around, you know, the infrastructure out there hasn't changed in parking bays and even service stations, you know, things like that. Yeah. Cross that, Marty. You go, not even 10 years ago, you couldn't even take a road train in Victoria. Now yeah. you got, you got AB triples just, you know, putting down the ring road and going down Geelong. Mm. <laughs> just, yep. Yeah. You know, you know, the, the times have changed, and, you know, for the most part, yeah, that, that's fine. Mel- Melbourne's probably the easiest for that type of stuff. Like, it's easier to get around. Sydney's an absolute shit fight. Yeah. But, um, but the infrastructure needs to be better for trucks. Yeah. If, if they're allowing these combinations, heights and, and that type of stuff to uh, proceed. Yeah, well, they talk about swept paths on on these larger combinations, but you know they can easily just go and put out a four point six toy liner. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. with a um, bit harder to uh, manoeuvre around a low bridge, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, some of these things, some of these things aren't exactly uh, easy to get around. You know, so. Uh, the other part about it is we look at the DG tanker situation or DG truck situation with the tunnels as well. You can't go through a lot of the tunnels in New South Wales with DG on. Um, and there are a few tunnels in the, in Queensland you can't go through. But there's nowhere to get it. There's nowhere to escape. If you, you know, if you miss it, if you miss the turn off, and I mean, the gate, the, the, um, the, the um, gateway motorway, 
turn off's a classic example. You miss that going northbound from right. D-double, you know, in a uh, in the DG truck, and you're looking at the Clem Seven, and you can't go through that with DGs. Yeah, you've got no, you've got no choice, and your escape route is at the front of the bloody the hospital. You know, you end up looking and, at the doors of the hospital. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and and they got several U-turns. Of, yeah, I, I know the scenario you're in, and mm. even the tunnel system in Brisbane itself. It um, mm. extremely daunting, and mm. I've stuffed it up many times. Mm. Yeah, it's bad enough in the car, you know. wondering which mm. um, exit you're supposed to be on. Yeah, you're not, not alone. And the worst part about it is, you know, uh, I mean, you can uh, uh, you can be an experienced operator going through there, and through a set of circumstances you've got no control over, you can end up in the wrong place, looking at the wrong lane, and uh, you, you you're basically screwed. And, oh, and there's nothing, sure. there's yeah. nothing you can do. That's very, 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 very unfortunate. Anyway, this is all too deep. Too deep. We're not talking about trucking <laughs> this fucking stuff on a bloody Saturday night. Talking about stuff like this. What yeah, do you want? I was, a, you I want was, a funny I was story? Only looking to have a yarn during the halftime of the footy, and I reckon it's yeah. probably after three quarter time now. So yeah, well, it won't matter. St Kilda won't win anyway, so don't worry about it. Yeah, oh, that, that's a fair point. Yeah, pretty <laughs> sure I walk back. I walk back. <laughs> I walk back into the motel room and I'll go, oh, shit, we're three goals down. Now, now uh, you used to play a little bit of footy, didn't you, Tony? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so did you wear a Saints jersey at some stage or something that looked like it? Uh, yeah, I did in Darwin, actually. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so were you any good? Well, I played state football for the Southern Districts in Darwin. So, Pretty right. good. Pretty you, good. You can draw the line if you want. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just having a crack, man. I'm having a go. <laughs> How many whiskeys have you had, son? I've had a couple. I've had a couple. I've had a couple. No, 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 no. I, I, mean... I, I, I played, played my role for many years. I had good years, bad years, but um, no. I was just there for the ride, and I, I enjoyed my footy. So. Yeah, and you st- and you still do. Um, oh, almost too much, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So. And you're a mad, you're a mad keen Saints fan. You've been a Saints fan for your whole life, though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Fourth generation, yeah. Fourth generation of heartache. So. It's pretty. It's pretty sad. My my uncle was a. Hey, and, hey, and... hey! Don't say sad. It's bloody character building. <laughs> That's what we say. <laughs> I, can, I can think of other words for it. But, uh, oh, so can I, but that's the one that I run with. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, look, we, we've, we've all got to have something, I suppose, and, and uh, you'll, uh, you'll you'll have your, your, uh, your Saints thing. Now, mate, I don't know if you're aware or not, but the final scores come down on the Sweden-Australia match. Sweden won the match 2-0. So I think yeah, we're, that makes the girls it. fourth. Makes the girls fourth. Well, they've had a yeah, good yeah. crack, haven't they? They've had a good crack. Oh, they, bloody um, oath. Yeah. Well, I, I thought oh, that yeah. they did. A, I thought they did a good job beating France, personally. So you know, that's that was that was the game that I thought that that was a bit of a trial. And and when of course they did that, I thought, oh well, we might have half. They might have half a shot. And um, but I think. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to football and women's football and that sort of stuff, you go, 10 years ago, no one gave a fat rat's about, uh, you know, women's soccer at all and 
So now you watch them, you go, they're, they're elite. They look good. Like, they're very skillful and that type of stuff. And I, I hope the uh, AFL women's will be that in the next 10 years because mm. um, you, you sort of see, like, they rushed it. I wouldn't say rushed into it, but, you know, put it out there. But, you know, the girls that are coming up now from, you know, a very young age, that's all they're playing coming up rather than, you know, just being playing for a year or two. And in, I reckon the, the AFL women's in the next five to ten years will actually be something you, you can sit there and, and watch and go, that's good footy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what's happening with the soccer at the moment. You go, geez, you sit there and you watch those girls and you go, they can bloody play soccer. Yeah, like they can. It, it's fantastic to see. Fantastic. You know, I think there's a, a great future in um, women's sport in that regard for sure. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I, don't, I, I don't watch much sport these days because I'm a little bit of a grumpy bum and I don't like the whole the whole political side of it. I don't like, you know, I no, watch sport I, for... I, I, I hate that aspect as well. And, um, I watch sport and, for the sake of the sport. Yeah. And um, to be honest, yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm heavily involved with St Kilda and, you know, I've got mates that work there and that sort of stuff. And, I, you know, I sent an email last year going um, along the lines of, you know, stop doing your gender stuff. I just want to see men play football. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't need to be told how to think. I just want to play, watch football. That's yeah. it. You know. Yeah. So, um, and that that's my feeling across the board for everything. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the know. same with it's the same with the cricket. It's the same with the rugby. It's the same with, with all this sort of stuff. No, I'm not interested. I'm not interested yeah. in any of the agendas. I just want to. I wanted to watch the game, and when oh, and so, when everything so really gets to. Hey, so Mike, you're not yeah. woke. No. Gee, no, you're striking no. as such a woke person. Oh. No, I, uh, <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm barely awake sometimes without being woke. <laughs> you know, it, 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 the, the worst part about it is, you know, I, like I I don't want to go all, all, you know, I used to work walk 50 miles through the snow to school and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, well, you definitely didn't where you grew up. So. No, I didn't. I didn't where yeah. I grew up. But but at the same time, we sort of life was different, and we've we've talked about this a number of times. You know, the kids mm. today grow up too fast, in my opinion, and they get exposed to stuff way too early, and and then of course the education system is not what it used to be, and and I'm not saying everything was perfect when I was a kid because it certainly wasn't, but at the same time, the country that we live in now is not the country I grew up in, just as the same as it's not the country my father grew up in or my grandfather or or whatever. Times have changed, and I suppose they must. But I feel as though sometimes we've lost too much in different directions. You know, when when people's feelings overcome, like science, scientific fact, um, I think that we've sort of crossed a line that, doesn't make any sense anymore, and I struggle with that. You know, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what people do. You know, feel the way you want to be, do whatever you want to be, love who you want to love, marry who you want to marry. I don't care any, about any of that. But just, you know, have your have your life, but just don't try and drag everyone else along with it. That's my opinion, anyway. So I'm a bit libertarian when it comes to all that sort of thing. 
That's yeah, another deep I, subject. I, Why are we going in that way? Let's know. get away from I, that. I don't know. Coconut. I was about to say, about time wrap it up. I, I've got to catch a plane in about five minutes. You talk on that the, long. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, good luck with the adventure, all stars, mate. And and uh, if you can if you can talk about it when you come back, you probably can't yeah, though, can sure. you? Uh, no, no, they're very open for um, you know doing socials like putting it out there and that type of stuff. So um, to the best of my knowledge, I'll, I'll be able to uh, do my own videos, lives, whatever, while I'm actually there doing it next week. All right. So, All right. Well, I'll be very interested yeah. to see what goes on. It'll be it'll be quite quite the thing. And thanks for your uh, for your support with Truck and Life too, mate. Thanks for your article. I'll be looking forward to your next one. Um, yeah, we'll... so I've got a bit of an idea of what I want to write mm-hmm. about. So, righto, righto, righto. Um, it, it might be a little bit uh, puppies orientated, I think. Oh, righto, righto. Yeah, well, that'll yeah. that'll work. We'll do. We'll work with yeah. that. We'll work with that. That'll be good. Yeah, but I'm also mm-hmm. thinking as well. Uh, my fifth cousin or something like that, uh, Heath Rice. He's actually got a, a black nine hundred down in Tasmania. Well, his dad right. does, which is yep. my I don't know what relation. That is, but uh, yeah. that actually appeared in Trucking Live three times, I think, in the, in the 80s. So uh, I'm going to do an interview on that one. So, yeah, mm. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just letting you know that I'm going to do a piece on that. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hope, that, hope you don't mind, guys. Yeah. Oh, well, look, it's okay, mate. I, I'm, I'm happy. You, uh, you, you, uh, I'll publish just about anything. So I've been told. Yeah. You'll what? say just about anything. Yeah, I'll say just about anything. Look at you, you bloody media whore. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's me. That's me. That's me all over. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, look, I've, I've got to say that you know some of the, the feedback that we've got uh, about the, the articles and the, the 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 magazine, the quality of the magazine, the quality of the print, the paper, the whole thing. I mean, I was told uh, we could probably print it on toilet paper and people would still read it. I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> I'm glad. We, I'm glad we went ahead with Southern Impact and produced a really good magazine. I'm glad you like it, uh, Tony. I'm, and thanks for writing. Thanks for joining us. Great. No, no worries at all, guys. Right. Well, we'll let you go back to your footy and see how the Saints are doing. Uh, there's um, probably about 15 minutes left in the last quarter, so this well, make or break. If I call you back in five minutes, you know, yeah. you know why. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> don't, don't answer it, Craig. <laughs> yeah. I won't know who it is. Yeah, thanks, mate. Good on you. <laughs> Take care. Right, happy happy right. days, boys. We'll catch thanks, you later. Thanks, Tony. Right, see you, buddy. Thank you. All right, oh, there you go. Well, that was uh, that was Tony Fulton, Tone's Trucking Stories and Truck Whiz and, and that sort of thing. And I genuinely do have the Truck Whiz app on my on my phone. And to be honest, I have used it, and it, it is as good as anything you'll get, and better than most things. So there you go. Very handy if you're over over height or over width. It is, it is. But it's also that they've, they've they've sort of got a lot of lovely little features there that are. That are happening as well. We can you can put your profile in and store your profile and, and all that sort of stuff. I did out. I did, I used to run a Garmin, uh, DZL Garmin, and it would often lead me up the garden path 
Um, but having said having said that, any GPS will lead you up the garden path sometimes. Well, so, you still have to be a little bit careful. You do. I will say that if it, if you get the feeling in your in the pit of your belly that you really probably shouldn't be where you are. Yeah. Uh, and Tony just sent me a message that they're still winning, so he won't be calling back. <laughs> won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he um, the 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 uh, if you get the pity feeling in the pit of your stomach that you probably shouldn't be where you are, might be a good time to just pull up and have a think about it. <laughs> Don't uh, keep, still watch for the signs. Yeah, still watch for the signs. Have you seen some of the where some of these trucks get um, like up dirt tracks and that? I saw a VNL Volvo in a dirt track on a dirt track today yeah. on a picture on picture on Twitter. I mean, how the hell does that happen? Surely there would be a point before you got there, you'd think to myself, I really shouldn't be doing this. Not, not in the right spot. Yeah. This, this is not the shortcut I was looking for. And you see some of that in a single way. You probably could have turned around too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, some of it is difficult, isn't it? Like any motorist, you could be driving a truck or a Towing a caravan, anywhere, mm. anything like that, you can end up in some situations that aren't ideal. Mm. The other part of it is that, that that I find a little bit frustrating, and I know Rob does too because I've seen a video that he did on it. We're all far too willing to. Well, there are a lot of people now that don't get out and help, but they're far they're more happy to just to get the phone out and uh, and take a video and slam that on Facebook for the laughs and the likes. Yes. Um, we don't seem as though we help each other out quite as much as we used to. And I find that a little bit odd. Well, it is a common thing that goes on and not just in the transport game, but about anything, you know, people struggling yeah. with with something that, you know, we've all yeah. had to learn things from time to time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, sometimes it's just nice to get out and lend a hand. Um, yeah. Some people know better because they've watched a YouTube video, but... Mm. If that's the case, let them follow on. But, you know, at least uh, maybe offer a hand sometimes. Yeah. Well, I had a fellow I used to, I did two up with for a little while when I was with GKR running across the paddock before Rose and I started going across together. And um, Harry could drive in a straight line. He could go forward. Mm. Um, and, he could, you know, he was really good. You know, great guy, uh, great sense of humour. Um could drive a truck and, you know, shift the gear and do all that sort of stuff, but he could not go backwards. He could not back a B-double to save himself. Right. He couldn't do it. And we used to have to – we used to drive in the back entrance at the uh, GKR depot in Perth, and uh, you would you, you, they were like herringbone parking, so you'd drive past the parking spot and basically just reverse in left-handed, right-handed, whatever, you know, yeah. and, and, and drop the trailers – and and take the prime mover away and give it a wash and you know, go to the motel right yeah and uh, I you know I tried a few times to try and teach him how to back it up and it, I spent forty minutes with him there one day trying to get him and got the shits at the finish and said, Harry get out and I put it in and no, I'm not saying I'm better than Harry or anything like that it's just that you know some people can and some people can't and I <laughs> fortunately can. And uh, it, it, we just we just ended up that that I would do it all the time because it was just quicker. Yeah. And of course, the, the downside of that is he never learned. No, no. You know. Um, but having said that, I was nearly ready to choke him. <laughs> but he still had a license to do it. <laughs> he still had a license to do it. You got to wonder. You do have to wonder 
how that happens. Hmm. I mean, we, we do make it a little bit too easy for people to get licenses these days, I think. But anyway, that's another conversation for another day as well. Yeah. <laughs> we can, the whole licensing thing. I believe there's there's one actually being held account at the moment. Is that right? Yeah. About, yeah. Um, handing out licenses when they shouldn't have. Oh, right, oh, yep, yep, so yep, yep. I think there's yeah. a bit more news on that in the coming weeks. I'd imagine that there will be. It's not the first time that it's happened, though, either, is it? I mean, it, it, it does happen with amazing regularity, that sort of thing. Well, not just that, but with other training organisations and all sorts of things, you know, people yeah. receiving uh, qualifications for not much study or no yeah. study or, yeah. or a big fat check study. Mm, so mm. it is a problem, not just in our industry with that, but um, I believe, the believe too there's there's pressures starting to mount for uh, even to tow larger trailers or a caravan over certain weights to be to mm. become applicable for different licensing categories. Yeah, I don't know if that'll work. I mean, let's face it. No. If you start going down that path where you need people to have accreditations for everything, then you've got to have all the infrastructure in place to do all the testing and the training. And oh, it's I mean, certainly a can of worms. It's a, a, is it a can of worms that you really want to open up? I mean, yes, we see these people driving down the road and you think to myself, dear Lord, how do you have a license to drive that? Um, but having said that, there are people driving down the road in all sorts of things that you feel, you know, how do you have a license to drive that? And I, I, I think in general, licenses are too easy to get, too easy to keep once you've got them. And of course, some people just don't care about licenses anyway. Did you see that kid with the ute that got his ute crushed down in Victoria? Oh, no. What had he been up to? 235 kilometres an hour on the freeway. Oh, really? So they put yeah. her in the crusher? They, they, uh, yeah. He went. He, he got the don't come Monday, and they, they, they grabbed his ute and crushed it. Now, I've got a fundamental problem with that. I mean, yes, the kid's an idiot, right? <laughs> Two hundred and thirty-five is just. I mean, unless unless you're driving a V eight supercar down Conrod, what the hell are you doing doing mm. that sort of speed on a public road? <laughs> but at the same time, when the government can seize and destroy private property. I th I think that that's an overreach. Well, it could be, it could mm. be, but at that yeah. that sort of action, you know, uh, where's where's the lesson taught? Mm. If it's not a severe action, um, mm. they'll probably just go and do it again if you're not harsh no. enough, I suppose. Well, um, I, yeah, I, I, but, I, I understand but I mean, what you're saying because it's someone else's possession, but then. You know, in other instances, we've got laws that were introduced many years ago about jail sentences for any kind of malicious damage, and they revoked them. Mm. So, in my opinion, if you if you uh, if you break something of somebody else's, then mm. you deserve to pay a price too. So, you should willful damage of someone's property. You should be punished for mm. absolutely. So, but but. But I mean, but there's a difference between that. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I made that statement that I just made on Twitter this afternoon when, I think on the on the the file on the story. Yeah. And someone said, "Oh well, we don't we don't hear anyone complaining about drug dealers' houses being seized." 
And I said, well, yeah, you do actually. Because, I mean, you've got to prove that that, that is the proceeds of crime. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I... I mean, if, if I got pulled up, I've, I have had times in my life where I've had large sums of cash in my car, in my possession, you know. That's my money. Yeah. Right? And, you know, if, if I got pulled up with 10 grand in my car, um, how, how come I've got to prove it's mine? Don't someone, wouldn't you have to prove that it's not mine for there to be an issue? Well, true. But I just think, you just think that sometimes... <laughs> Well, not recently, no. I've, not I've, recently. It's, it's, it's something I've tried to avoid, you know, um, drug, drug dealing um, and, and other forms of criminal. In there. I'd be a shocking criminal. What? I, you, I'd be a shock. caught too easy, would you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't You'd have to I'd... tell everyone about it. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> You'd stand on your soapbox and say, look what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I think. I don't know what you do with a kid who's what two hundred and thirty five kilometers an hour. Like that's you know, that's a fair excess, isn't it, of of um normal behaviour. So Oh, looks like Mike's dropped out again. He must have been moving his head around on that phone again. We'll see if we can get him back. But I certainly would hope that they take my kids' car off me if they're doing that speed. Looks like he's not answering either. I don't know what happened there. I don't know, mate. Anyway, we got to talk about you while you were away. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Not really. What'd you do? You just rubbed your ear on your phone again the wrong way. No, right? I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. It <laughs> just went. I swear to God, we got. I, 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 don't, I didn't even look at it. He's there. No, didn't even look at it. Yeah, right. Well, that's not good. No, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so we're getting close to the end of the night. and um, yeah. You haven't really filled us in on any of your latest news. Well, we were doing a little bit of news at the start. Were we? Yeah, do you want more? Well, maybe. I don't know. Well, the Matildas have gone down two 0 so we know that, and they're a little bit gutted about it. And that's 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 uh, fair enough, I suppose. They 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 did have a little bit higher dreams than what they got. They've yeah. done they've done they've done very well. Um, there was a a lady lost her life in a truck accident today. Mm. Um, apparently, she uh, she was hit by a truck. Some guy, seventy two years old, was driving the truck. Yeah. Well, yeah. just, um, just got a got a message through from an old friend of mine, Amanda. Right, eh? Not the same Amanda, you know. She's listening to no. you in Wagga Wagga. Can't work out how to get a message. Shout out to my amazing husband, John. So, right, eh? listening right, from eh? Wagga Wagga this evening. So, Amanda yeah. and John, thank you. We did get your message. Someone tried to ring me on my phone just now, my other phone. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry if I, I I cut them off, but um because I was in the middle of getting back to you. So I don't know what happened there. So I'll, I'll try and give him a call back in about 15 minutes when we finish. But um, there's, a, there's, a little, there's a little bit going on. Um, as far as news go, there's... Uh, oh, here, here we go. Sam Asgari isn't walking away from the... A piece, is, isn't walking away with a piece of the Britney Spears fortune. 
um, thanks to an airtight prenuptial agreement, um, <laughs> he's, he's he's walking away without any money. So there you go. Well, that's what they were designed for, wasn't it? A prenup. Uh, prenup. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what happens. That's what happens. Sign the prenup. See you later. Yeah. Sorry. Thank your mother for the rabbits. <laughs> uh, the uh, there is a uh, there's a bit of a, a new trend going on on uh, on um, like the um, the influencers and everything. The uh, the hot picks are now gross in 2023. So you know the picture of you living it up at some European destination in your bikini and all that that's regarded as being gross these days. You you're flaunting your wealth and your lifestyle in people's faces now apparently. Mm. And that's that's a bit bad. Now, there is a billionaire who has spent $3 million trying to uh, to uh, do the live forever thing. Tech billionaire, $3.1 billion a year and a bit to live forever, has now started penile rejuvenation therapy. Uh, what? The penile rejuvenation therapy. And that costs $3 million bucks. No, 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 this is in addition to that. Oh, right, okay. So he's 45 years old. He's made his fortune selling online payment system Braintree Payment Solutions to eBay for $800 million. Mm. Uh, he started his first penile rejuvenation therapy, which focuses on shockwave therapy, six treatments, three times a week at a cost of about one or $2,000 a time. Mm-hmm. So uh, the testing improves the total time of being uh, able to maintain yourself in a, a position where you can do the damage and subjective performance. Some blokes take this all way too seriously, don't they? Seem to. It's been a lot of money there, eh? It's more than I'd spend on it anyway. I think I'd rather have a beer. I don't know about you. Oh, anyway. well, the billion dollars would be a good start. I wouldn't mind it. What would we do with a billion dollars? What would you do if I if I said to you, Craig, here's a here's ten million, mate. How reckon, how long do you reckon it would take you to spend it? How long to spend it, or how long to hang up? Ah, uh, well, that too. I mean, I need to put what, the phone down and come and see you, Mike, personally with yeah, my ten million dollars. Yeah. That's what I was yeah, getting what, at. What would you do with it? What would you do with ten million? Oh, what caravan, a Hilux, I reckon. I don't know. Yeah, and just then just live a life of, of of sin. Oh no, we'd just cruise around. Yeah, get on the radio yeah. every now and then. Yep. Yeah, that would yeah. be a nice bonus, though, wouldn't it? It would be ten mil. Okay, you know when you buy your lotto tickets and then you think about yep. what you're going to do when you win. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that, and then the next morning you wake up to the email that says, "Unfortunately." Yeah. Or sometimes it says you're a winner. Yeah. yeah, and you've won twelve dollars and eighty five cents. That's right. That's about where yeah. I'm at. With well, it. I'm in the big time now. Yeah, yeah. No, it would be. Um, imagine the good you could do with uh, ten million dollars. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> the bottles of whiskey you could buy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah. Um, you could nearly hire someone to drive you around the country, then, couldn't you? You, you probably could. Yeah. Probably. probably yeah. Hire it's a lot, it's a, it sounds like a lot of money, but I don't reckon it'd go very far at all. Really. Oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it'd go far enough. Yeah, it'd go far enough, yeah. I suppose. I think I'd buy a big bus. That'd be that'd be the go. 
bus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Driver. You can do you can there. you can do a lot with a bus though. They're they're pretty good. Yeah. I look yeah. at it all the time. We look at different options. You know. What yeah. do you do? Do you buy a caravan? Do you buy a little? I've thought about buying it. Just go and buy a pen and kitting it out and dragging yeah. it in the countryside with the old girl up here. But yeah, um, you know, probably a bit overkill. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe certainly, not. Certainly off grid. It is because you wouldn't get her in too many caravan parks. No, that's right. But you then if you're going to go that, job. you might as well get an a trailer as well. Well, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Need something to cart the toys around in the back, so you have that little bit of a drop deck thing on the back that you could drive your car into. And is that where you put your Ferrari? Well, you're not going to get a Ferrari for ten million dollars as well as all the rest of it. Oh yeah. I did see a bus that had a little side lifter. You know where all the all the all the the locker boxes are underneath oh, the coach. Oh yeah, and you can put your Ferrari under there. Yes, that's right. It's a fellow. It was I don't think it was a Ferrari. I think it was a Mercedes. But that. That sort of so you loaded it on, drove it on, and it sort of sucked it into the under the under the bus. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have seen that actually. Mm, yeah. I reckon that'd be that 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 mechanism would probably be more expensive than the car itself. Probably, it'd be terrible if you were driving along with the car fell out. Wouldn't be no good. <laughs> I was oh. but yeah, you you could kit out a um, you could kit out a Pantech pretty good. Um, mm. Yeah, we we travelled with a fairly large caravan, and mm. I think the first night we spent on the road up on the Sunshine Coast, and we pulled into the caravan park, and I was like, you, "You're not going to bring that in here, are you?" And uh, mm-hmm. we had we spent our first night with orange cones around the back and the front of the caravan because it was over the road either side of the of mm-hmm. the caravan spot. Right. But anyway, they had actually approved us to be there because I did tell them that it was quite a large van. Yeah. But I think that was about the only spot we got caught. Yeah. Um, well, I, we had a big van. Mm. Certainly had the space. It was great. Yeah. You know what? This, this is scary. I've just had uh, people that have squandered money on motorhomes come up on my feet. <laughs> I think Siri's listening to us. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. I'm going to open that up now and have a look. Wow. Open the link. Here we go. Luxury motorhomes is the dream, but wait till you see the inside of this one. Is it, uh, it's an old bus, is it? It's a it's a it's like a, a big Winnebago, but it's got a car. It's got a BMW that slides underneath. Ooh. Start the slideshow. Luxury living. Germany com- German company has proven them wrong. One point seven million. All oh, right, so you got plenty left after your ten. Yeah, you'd have enough to put fuel in it. Yeah, we might be able to keep the Beamer too then. Yeah, well, that's right. Ooh. There's another one with a Porsche. Yeah. yeah so if I spend one point seven million on yep. a bus, yeah, we can keep the Beamer and tuck it underneath. Yeah, you could keep the Beamer and tuck it underneath. Yeah. And, okay. and then if you if you bought another, spend another one point seven, I'll have the one with the Porsche, right? Right, right, eh? You'd have to buy a Porsche, though. No, you'd buy you'd buy me a Porsche, wouldn't you? Not after giving you one point seven million dollar bus. All right, get your own Porsche. <laughs> Cheapskate. <laughs> well, you certainly wouldn't fit the Triton underneath there, would you? No, the Triton wouldn't go under there. 
Speaking of speaking of Tritons, mm. tomorrow afternoon after lunch, yeah. the Triton is going to be down at Pheasant's Nest Southbound mm. after lunch for a few hours, and we're going to have some T-shirts and some uh, magazines and some bits and pieces down there, and uh, maybe take a few happy snaps with the camera and things like that. So, if you're heading south out of Sydney tomorrow afternoon, call in. Call in to uh, call in. I'll, I'll be putting a few calls out on Channel 40 and letting people know that we're in there. But yeah, get your get your magazine and your and your tees. We'll have a few t-shirts. I think we've got sizes from small all the way through to three extra large. I think. Yeah. So, so you can pick up your magazine. Pick up your magazine. No hats. No caps. We don't have any caps yet. What's going on there? We, have we heard anything back about caps? Oh, I believe it's in the in the pipeline. In the pipeline, yeah, and uh, so so Wednesday night we'll be back, but the but on the following Saturday, mm. me and you'll be out at Alice Springs. We will be at Alice Springs. So next Saturday night we won't be live. We won't be live. We might pre-record something and we'll see what we can and, we can we'll put see up what we can while do. we're out there. We might interview a few people and mm. see. Probably take a laptop, I assume. Yep. So we can do, but uh... and uh, have you seen the have you seen the Facebook post from the uh, Hall of Fame I about have. where the I was pretty impressed with that. They see you see our banners out there being put up. Yeah. On the, mate, yeah. I'm, I'm very very excited with all this the truck and life banners, truck and life banner out there because we support the uh, Road Transport Hall of Fame. Yep, and uh, yeah, looking looking forward to what is going to be an interesting time. Our friend Bob McMillan. Isn't going to be there, unfortunately. Bob's not well, and uh, we'll be so thoughts and prayers for Bob. I know some people think that's a bit trite, but and it won't help, but it can't hurt. So uh, he's he's not real good at the moment, but he's going to he will come good. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to have a we're not going to have a something to talk about segment in Monday's podcast from from uh, from Bob. Unfortunately, um, he spent a few days in in hospital. But he'll come good. So thoughts and prayers. He has written me. He has written the next column, though he's speaking out column for the magazine. So I've already got that done. That's uh, that's under control. Cool. And uh, and uh, of course, um, the uh, the Razorback guys are going to be there. And Saturday afternoon for the induction inductions to the Hall of, uh, of the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame. And it's just going to be a huge, huge weekend. Mm. Sure, mm. we'll come away with a few stories and some pictures, and oh, I'm sure we will. And I'll something be, yeah. to tell all our guests on the following Wednesday. Yeah, we'll try and have a we'll take a few pictures while we're out there, and try and put a few of those up on Facebook. We might even do a bit of a Facebook live on Saturday afternoon. What do you reckon? Mm, sounds sounds like we could. Yeah, we'll see how we do. So stay tuned. You won't be without some entertainment. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look after you. Thanks for joining us on the road radio this evening. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks to Rob Free for coming on. Thanks for Tony for coming on. And Caleb for ringing in. It's, yep. uh, it's, uh, it's been an interesting show. All right, Mike. It's uh, time to go. We'll play a bit of news. Yeah, uh, it's been a big day, so it, it to, has been a big day. I'll have to toddle off to bed shortly. Go for a bit of yeah. drive tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. listeners. We'll uh, talk to you 
on uh, Wednesday night.